Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? Then perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of healthcare. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatment. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. All right, folks, today we have a special segment of the podcast called American Honesty. This is the second one that we've done so far, and we have two of our favorite guests back with us as my co-hosts, Mr. Andrew Hoffman and Mr. Jake Bible, and we brought on a third guest as well. I guess it would be a fourth guest as well, Mr. Ben West. And Jake and Ben know each other, and they've been talking back and forth a little bit about what we were going to kind of talk about. And Ben loved what we were doing with the American Honesty idea of getting these kind of tough topics out there for the public to be able to discuss and think about and talk about and not be so offended and realize that we all can have differing opinions and still be civil and have great conversations. So he was excited, wanted to come on the show and specifically talk about religion. And Andrew and I were really excited about that because both of us both love talking about religion. That's very much a hot topic for both of us. We definitely had a great conversation that I hope that you will enjoy. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to a special episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast that we like to call American Honesty. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and we have back with us our co-host, Mr. Andrew Hoffman. Andrew, how we doing? Super. And Jake Bible. Jake, how we doing? Awesome. Awesome. So these two are back on the show with me. We're going to have a good time today. We're going to talk about, well, in this segment, I guess we like to talk about things that we're told that we can't talk about in public. Because it's inappropriate to offend some people and all that kind of bullshit. So 
We like to talk about it. That's why we decided to do these special segments of the show, and that's what we're doing. And today we have a guest with us, Mr. Ben West. Ben, how are you doing? I'm well. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Well, today we're going to talk about religion because, again, it's one of those topics that society tells us we're not allowed to talk about, so that's definitely what we wanted to do. Taboo. Yeah, and it's one of the things that I love talking about personally because it's something that's important to our lives, Mm -hmm. so I don't understand why we're not supposed to talk about it. You know, it's like we're allowed to have difference of opinion and we don't have to get all frustrated and flustered with everybody. Exactly. But Ben, why don't you give us like a quick uh, couple minute rundown, a little bit bit about who you are, what you do, and kind of how you came to maybe what you believe now. Okay. Um, So I was uh, raised uh, middle class background, you know, nuclear family, all that kind of stuff. Parents got divorced eventually, but pretty pretty run-of-the-mill upbringing in terms of religion i we started to go to church a lutheran church when i was like in the fifth grade maybe um my dad never went um mom uh took us there but she wasn't really oppressive in terms of uh being up my ass about what i believed or certain behaviors related to religion or because of religion or anything like that but uh she took us to church i think she felt like it was important for us to have some kind of a background she was raised lutheran all that kind of good stuff honestly a lot of parents tend to do that whether they even if they don't believe specifically they'll take them to church because you kind of learn how to be a good person like you know don't murder rape kill all these kind of things they teach you in bible school sure some of the other stuff i'm not okay with but Uh, yep but but a lot of the basics makes a lot of sense right yep yeah they (laughs) they feel like it's a it's a sort of a supporting uh cast of characters in your life to help you be raised right and all that so you know i went to the church it wasn't super dogmatic or anything like that um, but what did happen is eventually we had a youth leader um, who, once you get into high school, there was this big born again craze, I guess, where they really targeted high school kids. And it was pretty extreme. Um, and it sort of happened around the time. I think we're all pretty similar in age. It was all pretty much around like the early 2000s and stuff when this was really hitting. And um, <clears throat> we did things like we went to the Alive Festival, the Music Festival, um, we went to this thing called the Judgment House, where they basically terrify you into into loving Jesus. Um, <laughs> they that, take, sounds, that sounds like religion. Oh man, it was terrifying, man. And I was so actually, we went through. You go through different rooms of the Judgment House. This was the moment I was quote unquote saved. You go through different rooms in the Judgment House, and it's different actors, but they're all like a fifteen-ish year old boy wearing the same outfit in the next one. You know, so it's like like the story is carried on throughout the rooms. Okay, and the whole premise is like kids go to a party. Kids get drunk and get into a car accident. Kids go to hell, right? So you go in this room and it's dark and then they're screaming and just one drop of water. It was terrifying. It was genuinely I'm trying to scare the shit out just, of you. And, and it worked. And so yeah. at the end, then there's this like nice man with a white beard. And don't you want to be here? There's a baby playing with blocks on the floor, you know? This, and, oh, that sounds way better, you know? And so they're like, who's saved? And, you know, close your eyes. We're all praying. Who's saved? And I raise my hand. Well, shit, I better be, you know, after that. And so <laughs> that was the beginning of the end, though, because, um, I would have doubts. I found myself after that, like I was probably like 16, crying myself to sleep because I was lusting over girls because God forbid I'd be a 16 year old dude and, you know, human, right. A human being. Yeah. And, uh, you know, um, I had, uh, blasphemous thoughts and I was wrestling with the fact that that's the only unforgivable sin. And so I'm having all these issues. And finally, like I got to the, like, like critical mass where I just withdrew completely. Um, and so after like a year or two, I started studying philosophy, Taoism, Buddhism, all these different uh, religions, um, and none of them made total sense to me. So after a while, I just kind of got to the point where I just called myself agnostic, 
meaning like I don't know. And so after like 10 years, I was in grad school. This is actually only a couple of years back. I was in grad school and um, the concept of oppression was brought up. And I'm like, well, I'm like a white dude from a middle class background. I'm a heterosexual. Like I don't have a lot of oppression that I've experienced. I was trying really hard. I had to write a paper on anything I had experienced. <laughs> and I was like, well, I was like, I don't, I can't even begin to think of it. And I was like, well, you know what? Like whenever people talk shit about atheists, it rubs me the wrong way. And I was like, what's it? What's behind that? So I looked into more into atheism and definitions and things like that. And for a long time, I thought that an atheist would claim that there is no God. So I, I thought that atheism was making a positive claim that there is no God. And some of them do. But in fact, atheism simply means without a theology, right? So most of the time when people say they're agnostic, that speaks to not knowing. Atheism speaks to not believing. Really? So yeah, so a lot of people say they're agnostic, but in reality, they're also agno- they're an agnostic atheist. Okay. Because they don't have a religion. So I thought it was kind of backwards. I thought it was kind of like what you said, whereas atheists were convinced there was no God. Yeah. And agnostic was like, oh, I don't know, but there might be, there might not be, who knows, but... See, I, I think there, there might be. I'm open to the, to the possibility that there is, because I think it's just as illogical to say there is no God as it is to say there is a God, because you cannot technically prove either. So it's illogical to say there is no God. I can say that the body of evidence, to me, doesn't support the fact that there is one, but I'm not going to say with certainty. Okay. So, Now, now real quick, before we get too far down the weeds here, um, <laughs> how, how old were you when you went to the scared house? When they, when they scared the shit out of you and made you believe in Jesus and get saved and all that kind of stuff? I was probably like 15. Okay. And then how old were 16. you when you walked away and you stopped <laughs> believing like whatever the church was teaching and all that kind of stuff. It was probably a year and a half or two. I was probably like seventeen. Okay, I was on the. I was full. I was all in, man. So pretty too. much all in the high school. Like it happened yeah. all in that range. Now, when when you when you first had that happen and, and you got scared to Jesus and you were doing those kind of things, it, you just start going to church all the time. You start going to the youth groups and tying in and doing all that kind of stuff. Were you doing all those kind of things, or was it just kind of like, oh, I'm saved now and I'm good? <laughs> And I just kind of go do my own thing. I was already doing that. Um, it was a big social component. I had friends there. I mean, I loved going to youth group. They did lock-ins, and we went, yeah. we went to fun social. Th- I mean, it was cool. It was just fun. I yeah. enjoyed I enjoyed hanging out there. Um, and I continued doing that. I would say with the same intensity. But the the thing that changed was, especially because I wanted to be, and I didn't have these terms at the time. I just felt unsettled. But I wanted to be intellectually honest and say. So I started doing a lot more research outside of that as well. That's really the behavioral change that, that was came from that because I didn't want to – plus, I felt like I professed to be saved in front of God and my youth leaders and my peers. So therefore, I should probably walk the walk, right? So I really became invested in uh, – I mean, I read – I was reading everything uh, that I could. I was consuming all of it. So that was really the main behavior change from there because I was already all in yeah. otherwise. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Now, now, Andrew and I have talked about our view on religion on the podcast before in some of our previous episodes. I don't think you and I, Jake, have talked about that in any of our episodes together. Uh, so like, what's, slightly, what's, very briefly. What, what's, what's your background a little bit with I religion? I had similar with that. It's it in a Southern-ish Baptist okay. style, though, not Lutheran. And the Scared House, I remember that. It was okay. all exactly the range that you said because I remember the years in high school and – being my, my parents were divorced when I was five, that my mom was raising me and my brother as a single person. She was also working all the time. So when she's working, she needs us to do something where we are involved with social, whatever. Mm-hmm. 
So why not try tennis or the church or whatever? So we ended up getting into the church because of all the friends at school too that were in there. And it was the same situation where, you know, through there, we were following everything with them. The bus would pick us up. It was right there in the same area. They could come down and get us every Wednesday, you know, do our youth thing, did the scared house, did the lock-ins, you know, it was that that network, but that group of people you could hang out with. It was also like a babysitter, like I said, for my mom. So it was all similar. And I bought in, I was one raising my hand when they had everybody put their heads down and say, who's not saved and who's scared. And at who's at the scared house? This. Just, just through church. Okay. You know, it was, you were always in the youth group. There's 20, 30, 40 people around. They would tell you the stories. They get you, they get you either scared or they would explain everything in the situations and how it happens. You know, they would have you, are you sinful or not sinful and put your heads down. We're all going to pray, raise your hands. This will be silent. We won't tell anybody. Someone will come and grab you. We'll pull you off to the room and you'll have a talk. So you got to go off with somebody and say the prayers, you know, ask for forgiveness, talk to God with this person and ask to be saved. And exactly like you explained it, that's exactly what I went through, but not Lutheran. It was more of a Mm. Southern Baptist ish, but I also started growing and seeing things and questioning things myself being human you know just that's what we do when we get older and we learn stuff Mm -hmm. and we sit and talk and we hear other people's experiences and things like this and the more i started thinking about it i didn't like especially with that church they would say guys don't wear necklaces you know my brother got his gold chain that was either for my dad or my mom or somebody or grandma ripped off his neck boys don't wear necklaces wow six inch rule you had to sit away from a woman you could not be close to a girl you know there were all these things that were just like being a guy or i'm being a high schooler or i'm being a boy or whatever i just didn't agree with the way they would point things out or the way they talked about homosexuality and other people possibly because of their skin color or something like that it's not all churches it's probably just the one oh i'm sure it's but, a lot more than just the one right but the the, the denominations though my family, some are, are Methodists, and you never hear them say things. It's more of like a laid-back mm-hmm. Baptist where it's just yeah. like, you do your own thing. We don't really care as long as you've got God in your life and you know God's relationship yeah. with you. Not that Methodist is a, is a side call. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, that's what I, that's what I mean. I mean, look at every denomination. I've had so many talks about religion with people where, you know, talk about Catholics and you make fun of them where you just say a couple Hail Marys and Our Fathers and you are completely washed away of everything. All your <laughs> sins are absolved and washed away. I don't know much about the Lutheran, but like I said, Lutheran Methodists were all kind of like the watered down what mm-hmm. I experienced because they were super Southern Baptist, Southern strict, you know, it just kind of was like, it was too much. But it seems ludicrous that somebody would literally pull the chain off of oh, your brother, not just tell him, hey, take that off, that we don't wear that here. That could also just be the youth pastor, that guy. It doesn't mean that was the entire church's views, but if we watch things, you know, the one guy growing up that... It seemed like the relationships were the husband worked, the wife stayed at home, took care of the kids. It was that really super traditional. It it just it's not the way I was raised because my mom was a single mom. If I were to tell my my wife or my girlfriend or whoever at the time, hey, you know, go get me a, a drink. And I'm sitting right there by the refrigerator like I've experienced that and seen that in my life, sitting with a friend where we were closer to the refrigerator than his wife, and he yelled for his wife in the living room to come and get him a drink. And I'm like, dude, oh my God. you are right here. And it was kind of like a, well, it's in my house. Like, don't, you know, okay, get it. I'm going to be respectful of that, so I'm not going to question it again. But 
my strong wife would beat my ass. Well, you're mm-hmm. you're more than welcome to challenge that. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have to agree with it. He can still treat his wife like dog shit when you leave. That's fine. But you don't need to like, In my mind, that's not necessarily that. not treating her like dog shit, though, because if you know the background of how they're raised, the dad worked, mom was at home all day long, and there's nothing wrong with that if you want to be like that, I guess. But that's if you want to live that way, sure, that's fine. My mom, if I were to leave my, my dinner plates and my stuff after eating or my Taco Bell wrappers and all that stuff laying around the living room and oh, mom will get it. That's her. That's like everyone knew that's mom's job. Mom will clean it up. I've experienced that at friends' houses and stuff like that. Like my mom being a single mom would beat the living hell out of me and my brother. Yeah. Get off your fat ass. Go pick up your own stuff. You clean up <laughs> after your own shit because I'm not your slave. That is. That's exactly what she'd tell us. That's what's supposed to happen. Like so you, when you, were, I, yeah. you were an adult. You're supposed to take care of yourself. That's the whole <laughs> idea of, of like raising children. So they become you know productive members of right. society. That's the whole purpose. I'm supposed to just coddle them and right. but just take care of them. I mean, stupid shit. Just like the generalizing and stereotypes, though, that the, most of the people that we saw in that Southern Baptist I, I guess the culture or the people that we were around at that uh, one specific church, because I've been to many different Baptist church. So um, it was like the, the strong husband worked, mom stayed home, took care of the kids and clean. It's really, that's how I've seen it. But you go to another different church, still Baptist, completely different. Yeah. So, I mean, it depends on where you are and which one you're at, and, yeah. but that's what I got to see, though, so then it kind of turned me off of it, especially with my upbringing, with my single mom, and she took care of me and my brother, but also made us independent, and okay. you're not going to be the one that's going to... So when I watched that happen with a friend, because he was used to that, it was just like... And my, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, <clears throat> excuse me, was like... Did that really happen? I said, yeah, that's why I called him out and asked him why the hell he didn't get his own drink. He was two feet away from the fridge. She was seven. You know, like, there's a big difference. She was in the living room talking to you guys, and he asked her to get him a drink. Like, dude, get your own damn drink. That was my thought. (laughs) Yeah. And that completely, those are my experiences with it, and that is just the stuff, like, how I see things. So, if I were to do that with my wife, she'd kick me in the balls. Or no, get your own drink. Just out of curiosity, like, were things like that that you observed, <laughs> like blatant misogyny and things that just created in, in, in you a cognitive dissonance, were those sort of the first things that began to unravel that ideology for you? Because like, when you're young and you're t- told something, you who are you to question it, yeah, right? It's, it's like anything in life. I grew up in football playing sports with guys that were black kids and Mm -hmm. things that I've heard my entire life. I'm like, these guys are fine. You know, whichever family member or friend you were talking to, you're like, that is not how black people act. Or that is not Mm -hmm. all those things. Just like I said, the two thousands are growing up through our lives or this generation or this, this part of our lives. It's it's not the sixties. It's not the seventies. It's not the eighties. That's just, yeah, but you guys, you guys are, I mean, It's different experiences. It's, it's, how we're all... Yeah, you got you're associating misogyny and racism with with religion and right right off the bat. So right. you know, like, um, first, I mean, let me just say this first of all, okay? The story, yeah, both your guys' stories. In fact, all three of your stories are like perfect examples of why you know Christianity, especially in young men, are in a decline. Um, you guys talked, um, you know, for the last twenty minutes about legalism. Um, about what now? It's called legal legalism. I didn't hear you guys didn't. Me- and now, now, of course, I don't know what the conversation called for, but you know, all I heard was legalism, rules, oppression, 
these things that happened to you guys. I didn't, you know, never <laughs> when you guys are talking about your religious past, you bring up any connection with Christ. I'm not saying that that's, that's because, you know, that there's nothing wrong with that because that's either no. there or it's not. But what that tells me is that what religion and believing spirituality is to you guys, and it's because it's how it's been shown to you, is a list of do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, sitting in bed crying because you thought you committed the unforgivable sin. Mm-hmm. Well, bla- blasphemy is not the unforgivable <laughs> sin. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is the unforgivable sin, which a human can't, can technically not even commit present day. Blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is committing acts of the devil in the name of Christ. You can't do it, so you don't have to worry about committing it. But the fact that you didn't know that, the fact that you were led to believe that just mm-hmm. thinking that, like, am I thinking of the Lord's name in vain? Am I thinking, am I thinking, am I angry at God for, you know, because my parents, is that blasphemy? Am I going, is that unforgivable? Of course, I would be crying too, man. And it's because you weren't taught correctly. It's because people yep. were busy trying to get you in the pews to get your tithe. Mm-hmm. And they weren't concerned with what was going on in your mind as a young man. Like, you know, ripping the, the chain off your friend. I mean, that's, that's old school yeah. do and don't, do's and don'ts legalism. You know, you said your dad didn't go to church with you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, right off the bat, you know, right there, you've got probably a 60% chance of failure in the household. Because if, if a guy's not leading his family spiritually, but he's going to let his wife do it. not say, I'm not saying that, like, you know, a wife can't take their kids, woman can't take their kids to church, of course. But I'm saying if the dad's going to not be a part of that and not going to contribute to that as a unit, it's not going to stick. Well, you're just talking about the basic statistics yeah, of just, what yeah, happens exactly. to actual families. Exactly. Um, you know, the judgment house I'm familiar with, I never went to it. All that stuff, when all that stuff came out, I had already been in Christian education for almost like, you know, 11, 12 years. To me, I found all that stuff laughable. Mm -hmm. Um, I never went to youth group, even though I was always invited to it, but I always did my own studies and, and, and all these people that, you know, all, a lot of kids back in, in, in my Christian high school who tried to drag me to youth group and get me to do this and that nowadays are, you know, they, their, their faith is, is, you know, it's worth, it's worthless or it's, it's nothing. Um, so, you know, I'm seeing a, a, what I guess one common denominator I'm seeing is first a huge lack of a support system mm-hmm. uh, from you guys and or the support system that you guys did have was just uh, brought up in a culture of, you know, of, of legalism. And, and really, there's the only way out of that is is to have a heart that is changed by Christ. And right. otherwise, of course, that's the that's the that's what people think of when they think of religion is a, here's a bunch of button ups that follow a list of do's and don'ts. Right, and but that, think that they're, you know, that think that they're better, and then you know, you're when you start bringing up misogyny and racism, that stuff is very tied into the Southern Baptist culture, right? And that that's you know, not the main reason why it turned me off of it. It's yeah. just as I grew and I learned things, and just just like stuff you hear from you know yeah. the news or other people, you think that's how the world is, and then you see it for your own eyes, and you're like, oh damn, that's not how the world works. I, I will say mm-hmm. that I, I do what I do appreciate here though about <laughs> about your each of your guys' stories is that you have been in the shit. Yeah. At one time or another, you've been in the shit. Um, but I've also had that relationship yeah. with God, though. Well, that's, yeah. That's well, more we, part we, of yeah, religion. Yeah, let me and we faith can get to that stuff. in a second. Yeah. But I'm saying you guys have been in, you guys have been in it. A lot of times, I'll see non-believers, atheists, agnostics. You know, they'll just. I read a and not, not, I don't want to call anybody out by name, but I read a comment on <laughs> on the American Honesty from a guy who you know basically brought up the tried and true. You know, I don't need anybody. I don't need a higher power to make me a good person. I don't need this or that. Yeah, I was going to read that off. Yeah. if you want and, me oh, to, yeah, I can. Yeah, I why don't you go ahead if you have it? Let's do it. Well, you keep talking. I'll, I'll look for it and all that. Okay, just, but yeah, yeah his, his comment basically <laughs> that it, it's it's a it's basically a get out of jail free card. Okay, it's it's something that's easy to say that doesn't require any knowledge of uh you know what I if, if I sat down and talked to this particular guy about the intricacies 
of the Bible, the prophecies in right. the Bible, you know, uh, things like that. He probably wouldn't be able to tell me anything. Right. And yet he already has a preconceived notion of religion as it being a list of do's and don'ts. And I'm only a good person because I fear going burning for eternity in he, hell. He might also, you know, baffle you and, and tell you a lot. He could. Yeah, he could. That's sure. why this discussion thing and this whole being open and yeah. honest and sitting and talking with other people. I feel like, like 90% of non-believers yeah. come at the topic of Christianity like I would come at the topic of talking to a, right. a, a stockbroker about the stock market. See, I understand what it is. I've dealt with it. It's been, you know, I can, it's been a part of my life in the peripheral, right. but do I have anywhere close to the knowledge to be able to talk the stock market to this guy? I would push back on that real quick. And I know Jake's going you're good, to you're good. reference that guy's comment, but I'm going to push back on that. And I understand that yeah. a lot of times when we talk just in conversation and we throw out 90% or 50% or whatever, it's just for the sake of conversation. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but I would even push back and say that, that many of the, non-theists i guess mm -hmm. whatever you however you want to categorize yeah. atheist agnostic who would have attitudes or, or opinions towards christianity mm -hmm. many of them are probably relatively ignorant mm -hmm. but many of them were raised with that so yeah. they would be able to talk the talk and they may not have gone as deep dive because maybe at some point in their spiritual yeah. journey they went ahead and stepped off the train well yeah, so i do think that a lot of them yeah. though have have a, a lot more insight than you may think Okay, yeah, I, I would agree with that. They do have insight. The problem is the insight is garnered from from unreliable sources, and that's. I mean, uh, I, th I think that's pretty I think that's standard. A lot of assumptions. Well, I think that's pretty standard though, because a lot of people that I talk to, they have a lot of the same background and opinions of it that I do. But you know, like Andrew's right. Like I don't have the kind of background and knowledge that, that you have from all those yeah. years of schooling, because I don't have that kind of understanding. But all I really have is like. It's like my experiences of what happened I when, I, when I, I went to yeah. church. And, and you know, I don't think you need – you don't need to have any – you don't need to know how to read to be saved. You don't need to have – there's not like some, you know, degree in being a Christian. Um, but like I said, the, my – my, I don't want to say my issue. My concern is that when people are getting a, a notion of something in their head and everything, it, you know, it's um, very rarely – I've gone to so many churches and I would say – 10% okay I don't want to throw out stats because I don't have, I don't, <laughs> don't have any data but I can say from my own experience I will say only a handful of times in my life have I walked out of a church saying that's a place that's going to change people's lives right because mm -hmm. it's very it's most of the time it's just you go in there you do your time you sing you know they, they you, you get that they, they pump you full <laughs> right. you know stand up sit down you're singing yeah. songs and you're you know you're, you're really yeah. you're really appealing to your emotions talk really, to your neighbor right. give them a hug you all nice that kind of spiritual stuff. high right. and then you yeah. go out and of course, there are churches that are great at that. You know, that's it's Joel Osteen. Central, you know, mm -hmm, he gets right. you in there and he fills you up with a bunch of good feelings, and then takes your money and you and you go out and you have a great week. Mm -hmm. um, but right, you know, before we get too yeah. far away here, like why don't you go and read the comments okay. so we don't oh, lose this? Yeah, you're good. You're good. That's, yeah, yeah. that's why we're doing this this sit down because we are going to dive and drive down that road, and we could possibly even do a second podcast because of how much there is to talk about religion. This is why I like I'm this sure stuff. we could do so, a whole series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because there's so many things in just what you said, Andrew. Yeah. That just yeah, I didn't mean to vomit out there. No, I was just, no, no. I had taken so many notes here. I was this like, is good stuff. What am I going to get yeah. them out? That's why we're here. This is why we're doing this, and that's what's great about it. So I want to read this off though, just kind of verbatim, not word for word, but it's like. Um, religion's a joke. He's got something to pacify the masses, which a lot of people have actually mm -hmm. said that they don't believe in the religion itself. It's yeah. all man-made. Everybody's kind of agreed upon percent that. I agree with that. As um, far as like, I do respect churches, communities. They look out for each other, but you shouldn't need a church to tell you that. You know, you don't need a book or a man in the sky to make you act like a decent human being. That's kind of fucked up. That's what he says. I'm just reading oh, this yeah. here. Um, 
it's like good values to live by. Um, I don't need someone else's rules to tell me to be a decent person. I know I am, but if I can make it on your rules, I wouldn't want to. Send me to the devil. At least he knows we all have flaws. Like that, see, you know, he I had guess, some himself. Yeah. That's why he's there. And then he says, "Mic drop." Yeah. That, like if you're going to say something like that, all you've done is you 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 know you you know nothing of the devil. If you've just said, "Send me to the devil." Right. Yeah, but <laughs> you have to be careful here because a lot of people put shit on the internet because yeah, they're right. trying to win. I know, but that's what yeah, you put see, something though, out there that yeah. you can't. Somebody debate. else is going to read that and they're going to be like, "Oh yeah. yeah, I agree. Send me to the devil but, too." And but then just like just like the tweeter that you're very good at, like celebrities or athletes or whoever do this stuff and then people take it as fact because they think that celebrities or athletes are in this position because they're smart intellectual people when it might not be the case you might know? yeah yeah just might, might, might not be but that's what i mean though it's thrown out there and and this is a huge another topic you can get yeah. into with social media and how people take this for fact and for word that that's not true and this is what i like about facebook so much that amongst all the you know, demonetizing, whatever, all these things, you can find a million opinions on Facebook. And that is what I'm using it for, for one of the biggest points, because on the American honesty yeah. page like that, you get exactly yeah. that, that guy's, it's one person's opinion. Well, you know what? I did actually want to, I did want to, and I, my goal was, and I did find something to agree with in that comment. And that right. is, you know, when he said, I think it's something to pacify the masses. Yeah. When you look at like where the Catholic church, how it started and where it is now, mm-hmm. um, and is it, I mean, Good God, look at Islam. I mean, mm-hmm. give me a break. Religion is all about containment and oppression on those, you know, obviously Islam to a much greater extent than Catholicism, but, right. you know, they still have their their um, their shackles around you. Yeah. And so in that case, and that's the thing is it's like, you know, a t- true believing relationship with Christ spirituality versus, you know, three right. billion people, you know, all shackled up in their religion. It's a losing battle right and now. And see, that's the thing. Some of the other comments from family members or friends, people from high school, you know, a lot of these people that made the comments there, the one that I just read was from my high school friend, you know, someone I've grown up with, whatever. There's another one that's from my aunt and also from a friend from high school where they talk about the relationship with Christ. It has nothing to do with religion. It has to do with your spirituality, like Todd said, and like faith. Absolutely. And like, it's all about that. I also have that mm-hmm. amongst what I what I announced earlier and talked about the bias and stuff that I got from it, which is why I walked away from the church itself because I don't believe in organized religion. Okay, do I believe in spirituality and faith? And is there something greater than all of us? Yeah, have I prayed? Yeah, a lot. You know, sometimes that helps. I know I'm a flawed person. I know I do stupid shit and I mess things up and I, I want to fix things and make things better about myself. And I do ask for forgiveness and ask for prayers because it does. Help me to feel a little bit better about it. Can I? Do you care if I ask you a quick question? And this is purely just That's for my what own. What we're doing this own, for? Yeah, I'm no. not gonna, there's not going to be really any follow up. Ask it. away. Okay. Do you do you believe in heaven? Yeah. Do you believe that belief in Jesus Christ is the only way to get there, and nobody else? That's what I have been shown. Like, do you with, believe with, it? I, I do. You believe it enough to teach in a it to sense, your kids? In a sense, yes. Okay. Again, I don't know enough about it. Just like saying. I can't read a book or a magazine okay. or something or take someone's word for you. something unless I yeah. know it myself. Because to me, that's the most important question. So I yeah. just kind of wanted to know where you stand on it. You stand pretty much exactly yeah. where I think you should. Like most people, unless we see something right in front of our eyes, sometimes we still don't believe things. Like what we talked about before, where you're supposed to believe half of what you see and nothing of what you've mm-hmm. heard or whatever yeah. you said. Like, Yeah, be skeptical. Yeah. Absolutely. That's being human, is it you not? You have to be. You got to be. Yeah. So, I mean – 
I, I want to know more about it, but at the same time, I don't want to do it through somebody's organized religion so you're telling saying, me. It. Yeah, and so but, you, you're not you don't know you you're not comfortable enough to like go out and you're not going to be street street evangelizing. Obviously, no, no, you're, no, you're no. That but process. having a friend yeah. whose dad is a pastor uh-huh. and listening to his side of it or him trying to tell me stuff before, like I've said, I swear to God before around him, and he said, "Oh, we don't swear to God." You know that, mm-hmm. that yeah. again. That's the things that turn you off of it. Where don't. Don't tell me. That seems like the lecturing aspect of it. Like, show me stuff. Yeah. I'm like, that's the thing. It's like when my kid. I, I like I, talking to people yeah. to find that out. I heard him play an Xbox or PlayStation the other day, and you know, I heard all I heard. He yelled, "Oh my god!" And I went in there, and you know, and he goes to church with me, but you know, right. I went in there. And I said, I said, I said, "Why'd you say that?" Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." I said, "I was like, yeah, I said, don't say it anymore." I was, and he's like, "I won't." He goes, right. "Oh, I, I won't." I'm like, and then, but then I explain. Then I went on to like explain, like, you know, I didn't just walk out of the room. I said, and then I was like, do you know why? Like, mm-hmm. do you know why that's a big deal? Like, is it, it's not I, – and I wanted to make sure that he knew that it wasn't just another one of dad's rules right, right. That, that I'm trying to enforce with the church. I wanted to make sure that he knew, like, like that it's – that here's where it says it in the Bible. And mm-hmm. not only – here's why it is in the Bible, but – or not that it is in the Bible, but here's why it's in the Bible. Right. And here's how many times it is. And this is why it's important. It's important to God, so it's important to us. Right. It should be important to us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I try to be as careful as possible to make sure that my kids do not – start to get into the right, webs that, that got yeah. into you you know that got to you guys mm-hmm. as far as this you know this oppressive nature well the the church i feel like can shape you doesn't have to Absolutely. be the one that it. forces Absolutely. you to do it that yeah. way give you the starting points is fine but mm-hmm. some of them take it too far and some people are uh, just like everything shaped. it yeah. ruins it ruins our experience with it where we're just totally turned off because well maybe if i'd have gone to a different church Absolutely. at that time just same with you ben yeah. maybe it would have been different i mean i yeah, we Absolutely. never know where we're going to be. Absolutely. But I, as much as obviously we probably differ on whether or not it's good or bad to say, <laughs> oh my God, right? Um, the, I mean, I the say fact it. that, right. <laughs> I know he shouldn't, but I Sure. Say it. But the, the fact, well, so the fact that you are at least prompting your child to, to say, explain to me why that's not a good thing mm-hmm. instead of just do as I say, you know, that sort of thing. And that's, that I think that that's a good, a good thing because you're at least, even if you're teaching them whatever your value system yeah. is that you're espousing to them, <laughs> you're also teaching them to think critically about exactly. things and not just buy shit hook, line, and sinker. You know, and that's and that which I think I actually think that a lot of organized religions are almost setting themselves up for failure mm. because they're not engaging that critical thinking aspect that happens. Oh yeah, I mean most relig- like Catholicism is the mo- number one most exited religion. It's also the number one most returned to religion yeah. for the same reason like we talked about. Returned to really? Yes, because when people have kids and then exactly. they get older and then they go. Well, I guess if they're raised Catholic, they have to because if not, they'll burn in hell and all that kind of stuff, right? It's, it's an, not, it, it's but an it, institution. yeah, they, and they've yeah. got their hooks in you. So I think I think what happens is people get to this age, high school college they start thinking for themselves they want to do their own thing they're trying to explore they withdraw and then they go back so i mm-hmm. think that you're that you're putting at least you're you're instilling that because i think i think what happens is people get turned off in terms of retention yeah for for the religion mm-hmm. which may be ironic coming from an atheist i actually think you're doing the right thing because no. you're inviting that critical thought because i think what otherwise happens is they do the finger wag don't do this do yeah, that and, I mean, and then the kids go but why and then they spend exactly. 10 years doing a walkabout, so to speak, and, and figuring out why. Yeah. And then eventually they go, fuck it, and they just show back up to church and because they, 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 they can't figure out the – you know what I mean? Exactly. So they may not have the critical thinking skills. So, but and, and that's the thing is I don't want them to get out of the house and then just start – You know, when they get into the world, they're obviously going to be bombarded by everything. You know, oh, yeah. Everything the world has to offer, and they need to be able to – and I've always – so I tell them, I said, if we're in church and there's something that comes up that either you don't agree with or you think sounds weird or it doesn't make sense, you know, 
talk to me about it afterwards, challenge me on it, and we'll try to yeah. find an answer together. And a lot of times, I'm going to just ha- not have an answer sometimes. Yeah, you know, good, but they have to do that. Like, they have to be able to defend their beliefs out in the wild. They don't have to go out there and, and expound them to the world, you know, sure. um, but they have to be able to defend them, at least internally, to themselves. Sure. You know? That's a, I like how you put that internally. I do, if you don't mind, if I, because I think it's, it is important, because you, you talked about the legalism thing, yeah. and, and I hear you, but I... For what it's worth, for clarification's sake, mm-hmm. in terms of a relationship with Christ and that and that notion, and, and what is going on eternally, relationship with God, that sort of thing. Um, for what it's worth, for for me personally, the 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 falling apart of my faith, so to speak, was not predicated on the legalism end of it, because really, okay. the Lutheran Church, my my mom used to joke and call it Catholic twice removed. Yeah. Because, because that's like, good, that's the, good, yeah, because there's like, well, so obviously Martin Luther, I don't know how many, how much you know, but like the Lutheran church is based on Martin Luther nailing is what 91 theses on the door of the Catholic church and basically said, here's 91 reasons why y'all are wrong. And then that's where the Lutheran church was born from. So, now, so, he, so he literally took a branch off of that. I believe they call that a schism. Yep. And they started like a whole exactly. other sect yep. where they, they believe a lot of the same things. Yes. Yeah. But not everything. Some of the same yeah. traditions. How many of these yeah. do we see? That was really that, the – I mean, yeah. I, I think that – don't quote me on this. It may have been the inception of Protestantism. Protestants, yeah. But um, – so – and then everything kind of branched from there in terms of the Protestant church. But there's, there's sort of two sects of the Lutheran church. There's the Missouri Synod and then there's like the Evangelical Lutheran church. The Evangelical Lutheran church is the more – I don't want to use the word liberal, but they're just not as oppressive. They're not as rules oriented. Mm-hmm. So it really wasn't an oppressive environment. Okay. Really, the oppression that I experienced was sort of based on struggling with the philosophies behind it mm-hmm. because that was the issue. And I was wrestling with doubt. And sure, the legalism end of it did come into play because I was concerned about repercussions due yeah, to blasphemy. Yeah, like, like you didn't have, but yeah. I, the inception yeah. of it was that it wasn't computing for me. Mm-hmm. It, it sincerely wasn't. Well, no, and in my heart of hearts. So I felt pressed to buy in on some level because of the, you know, fantastical DC talk, you know, a live <laughs> yeah. festival. Oh, we're raising yeah. our hands and we're oh, singing yeah. and we're putting on a show for each other kind of thing, you know. And uh, um, so I felt pushed to be like, well, I, that's what I should be. Exactly. That, and then, where's my so, joy? Where's right. my joy? And so, and, and, and I sincerely did find uh, comfort in it, but then again, those doubts were always there. And so that's why, so that's sort of what was the inception of that. And yeah. so that's why when I took my sort of hiatus, I guess, like I'd say like towards my senior year of high school, I just stopped going to church. I just stopped engaging, and I just didn't think about it for like almost two years. Cause it was just too much, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I mean, what shit? I was 18, 19. Yeah. I mean, man, I had a lot of other shit going on that I was trying to deal with and figure out yep. uncertainty. It's a very exactly. confusing time of life. Oh man, it's yeah. tough, man. But Changes then your body. Yeah. And you're getting exactly. busier and busier and busier. The more you got to work. Yeah. Got to go to college and work and stuff. Anymore. Right. You got to figure out how to life actually function in life, let yeah. alone the afterlife. Right. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things where it gets prioritized back yeah you know, right i got other shit going on right it's gonna yeah. again i'm in that same boat yeah, yeah. i mean once i, I got out of christian school when i was 18 i didn't really start going to church again i mean i went to church in spurts on and off right you know and didn't really start going again until the kids came you know like you said and, yeah and, um just because at, at some point you're just i got to a point i was like i've heard it all right like, i'm not like i've been in this i've been learning it every every day for the past 12 years like you're not telling me something i don't know but like I said, every now and then, you know, you'd walk into a place and was like, okay, that's a good, you know, now I'm, that's a good reminder of the, right. of, of what's possible out mm-hmm. there. And eventually, you know, then, uh, I got into my own leadership and in my own church, but, right. um, that's another story. I wanted to that's briefly ask a question about what you were talking about yeah. with the father not being involved in that yeah. because 
my family being divorced mm-hmm. since you know five, the, the parents Same here. were split. Same here. My mom's side, her mom, my grandmother, and like they went to church, but my mom didn't. Mm-hmm. My stepdad didn't. Yeah, they're definitely the more liberal. There were always parties at our house every weekend. You know, it was more the, the liberal. I mean, free liberal. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like, like we didn't have that pressure. Mm-hmm. Whereas my dad's side was more conservative. Yeah. The the army brats, everybody in the family has been up. in the military yeah. somewhere. Everybody goes to church. That's how it's yeah. been. So we had the best of both worlds on each side. But when mom suggested for that little bit of us going to church, it got to the point where me and my brother were in the believing sense where we were listening to all the stories and, and being scared of, we are going to die and go to hell and mm-hmm. we are going to burn. And all. we would go home and I don't know if it was fear or the belief or whatever was inside of me and my brother, but we were, Mom, you got to go to church with us. You got, and then we were trying to drag mom to church, and she was probably like, "Fuck, why did I send them?" Yeah, in my mind, that's what I thought. Like, son of a bitch. No, that's as, Just a, like, as a parent now. That's probably is exactly what she was thinking. And and that's what that's you know? what I have yeah. always questioned. Is she like, well, son of a bitch? Why did I do this? But I feel like it was good for myself and my brother because of a certain point where we were. I mean, obviously we're not there now, but it's helped to like we've talked about before shape who you are yeah. or show you things I think, you know or... at, 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 at the worst case you know bottom floor level hopefully yeah. hopefully an experience in church for a few years growing up if it you know should at least be something akin to i would imagine like being in the scouts or something where you meet people your age yeah. you go out and you do you start to learn about community and you know some leadership skills and you know re, you know re, how to respect your old you know you just yeah. kind of learn these so it's almost like kind of like a camp. It's almost like being in a camp for it helps guide up. you there, mm-hmm. but your parents can also teach yeah. you most. So of even that if you shit, come out so, of it with yeah. no theology, you should yeah. a good church should at least instill some you know some decent. Yeah, and then the thing that I did want to bring up is that if you look at the things that are the commonalities, is the community is one of the biggest things that's yeah. brought up, and the second was religion is man made, but the community mm-hmm. part of it. You can't get back what a church community does for other people or for the people that are in it themselves, their congregation, I guess, if you will, that some people flourish off that stuff. But it's just like everything else like we've talked about in this world. College is not for everybody. If I would have gone to college, I probably would have failed miserably because that's not my cup of tea. That is not going to work for me. I don't like I did the schooling already. I don't want to do extra schooling. Mine was get into work because I'm busting my ass hard working like I just talked about what I've done over the last few days. You know, like it's. That's what I know. If I would have had to go on the schedule classes and go to all these things and whatnot, like it would have not worked for me. And I probably would have done so fucking miserable that I probably would have ended up quitting college. Mm-hmm. Just it's not for people. How many dropouts have we seen? Yeah. Not saying I'm going to be a multimillionaire because I start my own bas- business or some shit like that, but it just doesn't work for everybody. Just like machining doesn't work for any or everybody yeah. you know it's like it's just we all are so different everybody wants to put you on a path yeah when you're younger but and, the more we you know, do this stuff yeah. and the more we interact and we inter- engage each other and we talk and we find out all these experiences and stuff like i didn't know that about the agnostic and atheist stuff until you just said that this morning mm-hmm. i had no idea i mean it yeah. was always kind of up in the air but i never really mm-hmm. i didn't know all that stuff yeah so i mean yeah, a quick point. Shit. A quick point to the <laughs> to the community thing. The idea of community. I will say that that is, um, from you know, anecdotally, the uh, non theists that I've interacted with or that I listen to. I listen to, I listen to a shitload of podcasts from, you know, atheists and skeptics and all that stuff. And I listen to one called Dogma Debate, where a guy debate he has on preachers and different people, and they talk about everything and they they really chop it up but uh the one thing that is consistently is the community the lack of community 
Um, and that is sometimes a big support. It can now it can go either either way though too. Because oh, yeah, sometimes that community can reinforce the really negative shit that comes along with religion. Yep. But there is a lot of benefit to it. And I think too, I think that's the the part a big part of the reason why people bring their kids back because they're like, man, I got to get them in something. I got to get them in something. Yeah. There's a social aspect of it. It's 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 supplemental in terms of, uh, like you said, um, teaching them some good lessons and yeah. things like that. But uh, you know, I. I also, I just as a personal opinion on that, though, in terms of raising kids and and the, and the need for that, I, I don't find that there's. I think that we have a little bit too much of a propensity. And again, I'm not a parent, yeah. So I'll take this with a grain of salt. <laughs> but just anecdotally, what I've seen, because my mom's a teacher, yeah. So she, there's a little bit of a parallel there. I think a lot of times people look at it and they go, "I don't know enough about this, therefore you handle it," and they pass it off to somebody else like mm-hmm. a teacher yeah and i've heard a lot of people have a lot of really shitty perspectives on what teachers should or should not be teaching yeah. their kid the teachers are there to, to teach your kid about math and science and exactly. yes there are some life lessons to go along with that especially when they're little because mm-hmm. i mean you're not going to teach them trigonometry when they're in kindergarten you know you teach them to share but like you know people rely on teachers to raise their kids to a degree yeah. and i think to I, because frankly it's fucking hard Exactly. To know what goes on at right, so I think people have a hard enough time internally wrestling with those things. Yeah. What is my stance on religion or God or yeah. morality or blah blah? So they basically turn it over yeah. to the church and the school, and then I, so I think that there's almost like an absolving themselves. Yeah, they're making of responsibility yeah. for that. They're making an assumption that okay, I don't know enough about a topic to 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 talk to my kid about it. Yeah. And but I know he's got to be doing something. I know he's got to be learning something. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that this person knows yes. everything. And you don't know what they're feeding your kid. <laughs> yeah. In reality, you may or may not know. And that's the thing. Actually, my mom struggled with it, and I don't fault my mom for anything because because I I think I think it's fine. I'm glad I had my experience in mm-hmm. the church. But when I told her about my experience, when I finally got around to talking to her about my my experience with the whole born again <laughs> thing, and like going to around the campfires and all of these, the conversations and yeah. going to the judgment house. She was like, Holy shit. <laughs> like she had no idea like, what these things were. Like exactly. when, like when we went to the judgment house, I remember talking to her about that specifically. And she said, well, so one of my peers, her mother who, you know, there, she knows her mom. Oh, well, well, Jackie's mom went. So Jackie's, it's probably okay. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. And Jackie's family, they were beautiful people, wonderful people. And so, but they signed off on this thing that my mom was like, wait a minute, I would never have sent my kid to this, yeah. you know? And so ultimately, and you can't possibly know all of that stuff, especially once your kids get to high school. At some point, there's going to be shit you don't know about that they're doing, you know? Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was that was a challenge for her because she's like, if I would have known that, I would have pulled your ass right out of there. That is so crazy that I had the identical experience with my, my older son now who's 17, but back when he was about 11, uh, there was a family at my church. He'd only been coming to the church for about two weeks, but they had kids, you know, my son's mm-hmm. age. Like, hey, do you care if he comes over and hangs out tonight? Uh, no problem. Comes back the next morning, finds out they went to the judgment house. I'd never, I never oh, heard about it, but I wow. heard of it. So of course, my son is like, "You would not believe, you know, you wouldn't believe, <laughs> you know." He was more like, "You wouldn't believe it was like, was right, you know, like, yeah. like kind of how you're describing. It. <laughs> we were in hell, and, you know, right. He thought it was kind of, and I was, and I'm, but I'm thinking to myself like, those people had. I even talked to my wife like they had no business taking him to anything. No, like that. I'm yeah. not talking to me. And you know, as an aside, the 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 guy that that took my son to that thing, uh, a, a few months later. Uh, was arrested and is now serving 20 years for molesting his daughter. So there's oh, the American, the American church, ladies and gentlemen. Right. <laughs> oh man. Yep. There's many times. So I've now he's in his own judgment too, house, so I mean, to speak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ironic, huh? He's in America's judgment house yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, when I first started dating Angela, I knew about a guy that was supposed to be taking care of, supposed to be doing a job, but he was a youth pastor. And then yeah. found out years later, we read in the paper, oh, hey, this guy has been molesting kids for 20 years or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's a youth pastor. And I'm like, holy shit. Dude, that's nobody. the guy that works. Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just had okay, one of my one so, of the I teachers mean, that I had in high school um, uh, just got arrested for. I've had probably three or four people that I either went to school with since 98 and graduated that I've that have either uh, been arrested for child pornography, molestation, mm-hmm. soliciting minors, and they're right. all dudes, and they're all closet homosexuals. And it, so you're going to tell me that there's no correlation between that and being brought up in the church? I'm going to say you're a liar. There is. Right. Okay? I've been in it. I well, see it. Hold on. We have, we have to be careful now because we have to remember, like, these sick bastards, yeah. right? It's something in their head that they can't help it. Right. Maybe they can. Maybe they're just sociopaths. Who knows? I'm not saying that but, only – yeah. hold on a second – because th- those those kind of people who are molesting children, doing that kind of stuff, what are they going to do? They're going to try to find a way to be around kids. Mm-hmm. This yes. is like a big taboo thing that nobody wants to talk about, yeah. but it's very common. They become teachers. They become pre- Priest, preachers. Exactly. They become yes. – a lot of them – I hate to say it. A lot of them are Catholic. Yeah. And you, you know, know, and it's it's crazy too because in, in – you know, I think maybe like you said, like it – or some of the – yeah, brought, yeah, you brought the homosexuality point of it. Like, yeah, but like even in – like if you so much is like you know if if you were a teacher and you went to the administration like hey I'm I'm struggling with homosexuality you know if, if for whatever reason you decided to confess that or whatever you're done you're yeah gone. you'll, you'll you're, lose your job in right, a heartbeat you're out right. and they have to because they, they have to protect the people there I understand it's not right no but they have yeah, to but do all it. they're doing is perpetuating this closet homosexuality yeah, right. which then morphs into like this pedophilia like you can see with like the you know the Catholic priest stuff and I'm sorry I. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like my my insides are like screaming right now. Yeah. Because over. look, I, I listen. I I'm sorry, and I don't mean to interrupt. And if, no. if you have a point that you want to, finish, he, so I think that we're getting off onto a Damn track you, ben. that is that is really s- opinions that are maybe informed by anecdotal evidence and not reality. Well, I think you're talking you're talking about the Catholic Church. Scandal. I'm talking about I'm talking about drawing a correlation with pedophilia and homosexuality. There is no correlation there. So let me share a little bit no, about I'm, my I'm, background. I was, I, I so I I have a master's degree in social service administration, which is basically okay, first like a, of all, I'm not correlating the two of them. Let's just, we'll just you you did you did though with with these with the with these particular teachers. So, but the so either way, the just because <laughs> and with the Catholic Church people, but. if they if they just because a pedophile does a little boy, this may come as a yeah. shock to you, and and it came as a shock to me when I learned this. Does not mean they're homosexual. No, I don't agree with that. I, I agree. I I do agree with that. Okay, yes. I just want to make sure that we're that we're speaking agree. the same language. Yeah, no, okay. of course we're, we're all, okay. we're all yeah. speaking okay. the yeah. same language because 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 the, the reality is that 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 pedophilia, sexual abuse, oh. things of that nature are about power and control. Yeah, that's what it's about. So so that's the thing. And but but I I totally agree with you that when you force people yeah to be put into these repressed states yeah whether they have these compulsion or sexual compulsions whatever or whatever. Yeah. I, I think that you, I think that sort of, sort of to your point, you create a haven for that. Like people are going to seek those positions because they are getting put in positions of power a- yes. and a- over children. And they have access. Or know? people. And they have yeah. the access and then they have the trust. Exactly. Okay. I just want to, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to make sure that we're speaking the same language. There, there's no a huge reason why yeah. those people choose to do those kind of jobs because they can put themselves yes. in those kind of situations. I've seen enough totally. dateline and, and they don't straight pedophiles. <laughs> yeah. And, and they don't <laughs> run off and just become truck drivers because they can make a good living. Like, no, right. they're looking for a right. situation like that. But nobody wants to talk about that. Right. Because it's this big taboo thing. Oh my I God, we can't talk about Like, this is ludicrous. Like, we are putting the cycle on doing this. We are putting the 
these children endangered by doing that, by not being able to just openly talk about it. And right. You guys just hashed it out right there like that, where there might be a little bit of a misunderstanding, but not. Oh, yeah, we agree. Yeah, my wow, whole, my whole point that. was yeah. with these. Yeah, with these particular like if I'm talking about the priest and like these teachers, I felt like with the inability to talk to anybody about it the and the inability to, um, you know discuss how you're you know you can't even you might not be you know you might not you can't even go to a therapist because you're right. afraid that right that you know you might lose your job oh yeah yeah in that oh, yeah. sense it's like okay if there were if there are like underlying more seedy things mm-hmm. that's where that stuff's going to grow yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. yes so there's not a correlation totally between that. the two but there is a correlation between not being able to talk about something right. yeah. and having it fester inside of you and right. manifest itself in worse ways. Well, I mean, a lot yep. of us can't help what turns us on because a lot of it, exactly. it yeah. happened because of oh, yeah. crisis in our lives at certain ages, mostly teenage age when the hormones stuff are kicking in. Like if, if you saw something or did something, all of a sudden, like, hey, that turns you on. And some of that you can't help. So yeah. some of these kids, maybe because they were abused, maybe because they were you know, sexually yeah, abused. you don't know what everybody's grown up yeah. with. You'd yeah, have like no it could have been by yeah. all kinds of things. <laughs> Think of the yeah. person who's really struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Who's like, hey, I'm turned on my who little kids. I wish I wasn't. I've never right. done anything. I don't want to do anything. Right. But who do I even say something? Because you can't. Because you will just be vilified. Well, that's right. how homosexuals, I mean, we're just now to the point where homosexuals aren't, you know, hopefully not in that same prison. You right. know, where. Closet prison. Because I would imagine <laughs> back in like the 50s, 60s. and We you never know, talked about oh, it. Man, they were, they're, they're in the same, they were in the yeah. exact same prison that we're talking about right now. Yeah. I just hope that pedophilia doesn't get normalized in the future the way. No, I, no. I, th- I think that's you know, something homosexuality that. Homosexuality should be normal, normalized as far as like, you know, it should be completely. It's real and yeah, it happens. It should be real and, and it okay. should yeah. be allowed. Yeah, right. It should be everybody equal. Th- but those pedophilia, people, no. Those yeah, people no. love. You got to draw a line. Those people love who they love. Yeah. And they can't help that. They were born with that shit. It's not learned. It's not a choice. None of that shit. Right. Like the other ones. They're turned on by certain things. That's different. That's like somebody's like, oh, I'm hot by feet or whatever. Like, yeah. like who cares? Like, yeah, I know. Right. Right? Look at my feet. <laughs> like, I am uh, now. But some of that, maybe it's like, because maybe like a, a babysitter when they were young, like rubbed their feet. So now yeah. they're turned on by feet. They can't help that shit. That was just mm. development age. And but, they just feel like yeah. they're a freak. Yeah, yeah. but that yeah. doesn't dictate who they love. That's just what makes them hot. Exactly. Well, yeah. You know, I think, too, the other thing, too, that you were talking about, too, I mean, in terms of differentiation, like homosexuality, there is no victim. Like Correct. right, if you have two consenting yes. adults and they're in a, so, but right. with pedophilia, unfortunately, there is. And you're right that there are some people who cannot help that compulsion. But I actually saw an interesting piece one time where it was a guy who had the freaking stones to say, "I'm a pedophile. I don't want to act on it." And you know, uh, help me, I like you know, and it was really he knew interesting. What was right and wrong. It, it, though, it, it made he... you really uneasy okay. yeah. because a very he, brave he, person. he understood. Yeah. I can't listen. I can't even conceptualize the stones on that dude. To come out and say that. Yeah. So good on him. And I think he wanted to undergo like voluntary, uh, whatever, sterilization. Was this recent that you heard about this? It was like a couple, within the last to, couple of years. Okay. I just listened to because, something with a psychologist talking with, it might have been Joe Rogan, where it was something like that, where that guy came out and said it. And then they, I mean, how do you just come yeah. out and say well, that? Well, like just uh, recently, yeah. I saw a guy on Twitter yeah. come out with and say that exact thing. Like, I'm going, you know, I'm going to try to take a step here. And, right. and, 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 and dude, this guy got obliterated I can't even from imagine. the left, right. from the right, from yeah. everywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, like, first of all, like you said, fucking stones. Yeah. And two, it's like, well, now what's he going to do? Right. Now he's, right. now you've just now told him, out. you've just told him that he has nobody he can go to. Right. Yeah. That's Not to he, mention, that's what no one's, no one's going to hire him. I was going to say, imagine yeah. trying to have a life after that. Yeah. He I put mean, himself out there and he, he got what, you know, what he the hit, world one of the, you know, he probably him. had to know the consequences, oh. which even more so speaks to the stones on the dude. Yeah. Cause he probably understood. I mean, that's I, I can't even begin to 
wrap my head around that. Yeah. But, yeah. but those are the kind of things that need to happen. And we need to have an educated society of people who understand these things yeah. and are there to help him. Right. Because yeah. if not, bad shit's yeah, going to fucking can't, happen. There can't right. be mental disorders that are okay and mental disorders right. that are not okay. Right. A disorder is a disorder, right. you know? Yeah. It's like, how, how are you going to determine what's what's what should be able to be discussed and treated and not discussed and treated? Give me a break. Yeah. Right. That's what, what are we doing right now? We are trying to help this stuff well, I think right out now, there so that I, mean, I think like right now we're blabbling about all kinds of weird no, stuff but, we're no, getting but, way off topic but, a little bit but, but that right there is exactly why we need to talk like this or like what I, when I tried to start the citizens together thing that was the whole point of you don't know someone's background you don't know their experiences you don't know what kind of shit they've been through that they can sit and like I tell everybody Whenever I'm writing on WordPress or I'm writing on Facebook or whatever in the paper, like I'm here if you want to talk about something. If it helps you or my experience to you would help you, like that that's what we're supposed to be doing as a person, is it not? Like that's fuck. I almost feel like we need to help each other. I would be interested to see to 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 that point and and to the previous point, a Catholic priest actually come out because they you know, hopefully one of the ones that have been excommunicated and not just shuffled around, like they're actually completely withdrawn, come out after the fact and go, here's how this setup with the celibacy and all that other shit and the power that the person has given, how this structure invites that. It doesn't create it, but it invites people who have those propensities. Here's why, here's, and, and just totally whistleblow the whole damn thing. I know. Um, I would be so intrigued to to hear that. I know there's been a lot of pieces. There was a movie with Mark Ruffalo. I never did get around to watching it. Oh um, yeah, um, what the hell was it called? It won a award. I know a exactly. We're talking back. about yeah. It was uh, they did the uh, they did like the, they were doing the article. On, they were doing yeah. The, the it was about, about it was yeah, about one yeah. of the first like big articles where they really did a deep dive investigative report into the the pedophilia and. Uh, I mean, at this point, I'm 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 hearing people make comparisons with the Catholic Church to like organized crime well yes but you have to be careful here because i think there's certain circles that talk about those kind of things but there's a bunch of other people that just have the blinders on that have no idea well and it creates i think a lot of times when people are with in that like when they're in it right i i, I think really what needs to happen is i i a lot of people sorry not to get off on the catholic church but <laughs> we're talking we're, since Please. we're there since we're there like i think i think the the difficulty that i have and I, I understand, I'm empathetic to the members of the Catholic Church, who it has done them a lot of good by, by, their, by what they would profess. They, they feel the community, they love everything about it, they fully believe, they're bought in, they're all that. The level of cognitive dissonance, I feel a lot of empathy towards those people because they, that would just turn your whole world upside down to hear that the, the structure of this church that you love so much and, and engage in so, so heavily is so fucked. Like, sorry, pardon the the term, but uh, stop apologizing. Run out. Okay, 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 fuck, okay. fuck, fuck, fuck. Uh, yeah, there you go. So yeah, but it's but it really is so fucked up that they've been shuffling these guys around and doing all this stuff. So I can't. I, I feel empathy for those people, but at some point you have to be honest with yourself, and that's why I do feel like partially. I don't even know if coming from a priest it would if it would make a difference. Or there was a bishop recently, I think, or a cardinal that was just excommunicated with like within the last couple of days, um, for a bunch of shit he did about that, like. I don't know how all of those people reckon with that. And I think that happens all the time with religion and with all kinds of other things. We decide we are in this camp of this thing. Mm -hmm. It's our comfort zone. We don't want that comfort zone poked. And then, holy shit, somebody's poking on the comfort zone. And usually what happens is they double down on it. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, anyway. Well, it's um, that movie is also Spotlight. The Catholic there it Church, is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, because I have uh, – Aunts and uncles on my on my dad's side, he was all he was raised Catholic, and they're all Catholic. Okay. A lot of them have converted 
to Protestantism, but the ones that are still Catholic, I've never heard them. We've never once talked about any of it. They don't. They've never once brought it up in any any context at all. Almost like mm-hmm. it never happened. And I gotta wonder at some point, like, are we gonna get like a criminal investigation eventually, or like some like type of you know, where, 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 I mean, we're letting, we're essentially letting the Catholic Church police themselves here. Yeah, I can't right. imagine I mean, it's going to happen. Under, under what circumstance would you have all these allegations and evidences and con- of pedophilia? And it's, and it just, there's no, and I mean, the government, the government loves to put its dick in everything it can. Right. And yet it's just kind of <laughs> saying, ah, ah, that ass was a little too tight for me. So, oh my God. So, uh, so what you're saying is that the, oh. that the big dick of the law needs to fuck the Catholic Church? The big is that dick what you're of saying? the law needs to make an appointment. No, 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 the Catholic Church. Where's their Where's their big hoopla, grand poobah center thing? Is the Vatican, the Vatican? Vatican, right? Yeah. Like, isn't that like its own sovereign country? In the, indeed, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's like, what government can even talk to them? Well, but like, they they're, 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 operate in our country, yeah. yeah. So therefore, they this is under the, our laws, right? Okay. And and I feel like there has I feel like there has to be some level of international law. I do think that complicates things though, because. Well, that's what happens the top when you levels. give the religion that choice. I mean, that's not okay. Right, right. Well, that was back in the day when religion just was was akin to government. It right? was government. Yeah. It was yeah. government. So that's yeah. why that's why that exists now. And now, of course, it's coming to roost that it's a problem. So you know, shocker. Who, yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Who, I thought who, we could have just let this go for a couple thousand years. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> who could have seen that yeah. one coming? <laughs> oh my. All right. God. So I'm mean, gonna wind things back here a little bit. We've talked about numerous times that religion is man-made. Yes, and that there's rule of God and all these kind of things, and you, you, Andy, had talked about uh, what the Bible talks about certain things and all this and that. So I guess out of my own ignorance, I don't understand. I guess the, the argument, like the, the origin. No, 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 just oh. the, the argument there, like the, what the Bible says. We need yeah. to talk about it because I look at it like the Bible is written by man, so mm-hmm. the Bible's man-made, so all the shit's made up. Yeah, you know, maybe that's just my own ignorance. I guess. No, can we kind of dig down no, into okay. that? Because I think a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, get I'm not confused about that. Yeah, I'm not, and I don't. Don't worry, people listening. We're not going to get anywhere close. It's not going to be a <laughs> theology lesson at all. But just to kind of answer your question about it being man-made. First of all, true. Yeah, obviously, it was penned by man. Um, now Christians believe it was under the inspiration of God. Um, but yeah, obviously penned by man, um, you know, the Torah was like around, um, you know, like around, that's the first five books of the Bible, you know, there you're looking from like 4,000 to 2000 BC, you know, stuff like that written by, you know, there's actual, you know, it was written by Moses, um, that's stuff on the Dead Sea Scrolls and stuff like, or not, not, I'm sorry, that's not the Dead Sea, but, um, you know, the Torah, all the Bible is written by man, um, and especially when you get into the New Testament, a lot of it was written <clears throat> Um, like when you look at the four gospels of Christ, they were written after, after the fact they weren't written in real time. Yeah. Like they wasn't like, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were following Jesus, taking notes and then putting their book out. You know, those books were written, uh, years and years and years after the events. Um, and, uh, so is that, is there any, any, anything else? Did I not answer part of well, that? I mean, question? I, I guess, I guess I just want to like dig a little bit deeper into that because a lot mm-hmm. of people kind of believe that religion's man-made. Yeah. And then some people believe that, no, the Bible's the word of God, so we have to honor <laughs> what all that says. And I think that's like a big hang-up for a well, lot of people. I guess like – so if you're going to – if we're talk, it's, it's tough to talk about the Bible in that terms because when you're t- talking Old Testament and New Testament as far as what, what we – what a Christian, typical Christian believes and follows as far as like you know Christ and all that stuff, that's all – New Testament, which is a lot different than talking about the Old Testament. Yeah, but um, how is it different? Because it's all the same book, right? Yeah, it is. The Old Testament is what is it? Uh, I can't remember the number of books, um, but anyway, written between, like I said, like four thousand, and then all the way up to uh, about 
my, uh, four, was it three or 400 BC, I think is when the old Testament stops. So when you get into the new Testament though, that is, those are books about the life of Christ. So the fact that they're written by man, they're you know, when you get to the first, the first four books are kind of just biographical in a sense. Okay. And then after that, you get into the epistles and that's basically Paul, um, you know, writing letters to all the churches, uh, as far as trying to, uh, keep, keep the faith. The faith was started in acts Mm -hmm. after Christ ascends, Peter, um, you know, the great apostle Peter starts essentially, he starts what's, what is the Catholic church today? But it wasn't, you know, when you think Catholic church today, it wasn't like Peter was, you know, walking around with a white robe on something like that, but he technically started what is now the Catholic church. But anyway, um, so the New Testament goes in from the epistles, all Paul's letters, and then you've got books by um, uh, John, who's not the Gospel John. It's a different John. Um, and then you've got uh, the book of Revelation also written by John. And you've got you know some books by Peter and stuff like that. And um, you know if you're talking about as far as uh, how do you know what you're reading on the page is inspired by the Word of God, I mean – I guess ultimately, if you're looking for like scientific evidence that I don't, I don't know if I could give you any. There are there are 400 yeah. some prophecies in the Bible that we could go over, you know, that have been fulfilled. There are uh, measurements in the Old Testament <laughs> as far as the, the the heights of walls and stuff around cities that correspond to current geo, you know, archaeological data. So you know that it's at least historically it's correct. Uh, historians all agree on the you know existence of Jesus. There's evidence of his um, uh, his crucifixion and stuff like that. Uh, you know, there is, you can go visit his tomb. Uh, so, you know, historically there's not, you're not going to find a lot of pushback. You know, occasionally you'll find a skeptic who will be like, you know, here's, here's why Jesus never even existed. And of course you can, you know, there are, there's people out there, but generally even the scientific community acknowledges the historical accuracy of the Bible when it, when looked at as a historical text portions, I would say portions of the Bible. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. They're not going to concur on the, resu- like, they're not like going to agree on the resurrection. <laughs> right. And like Noah's flood and things like that. Like there's, you're not going to get scientific consensus on, not a consensus. Absolutely. Of course that, not, right? not a consensus, sure. but there is a lot of, there is a lot of, uh, of scientific data that, that supports that there was a flood. Now, if you're going to ask why or what, or, you know, why it happened. Maybe a local flood, but not a worldwide flood. Well, we're, cause I, that's, I don't know. I've done, I mean, we we got, we weren't, I've gone down that <laughs> rabbit hole before. Yeah. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, it rained for three, like almost 300 days straight, uh, you know, in Hawaii and it, it didn't cause, I mean, that's just not how climate and, and geology works. But I, anyway, do you mind if I yeah. piggyback? No, so, please. um, to your point, um, so talking about like religion being man-made, my little synopsis of like, and again, this is just my opinion, and obviously any of these little condensed opinions can be divvied up in rabbit holes and all this stuff, right? So, but basically, as humans have evolved and learned things and figured things out, like back in the day, we didn't understand why that big warm thing came up and why water fell on our heads, and we didn't understand that. I and mean, we began, we became agrarian, and we understood that water equaled crops. But we didn't, still didn't really understand why it rained. So they worshipped rain gods, and they worshipped the god of the sun, and they worshipped the god of X, Y, and Z, right? Because they didn't know. So they filled it in with some metaphysical explanation, right? So over time, though, we begin to understand those things. So we now no longer pray to, we no longer do rain dances, we no longer do those sorts of things. So over time, those things, because we do have scientific explanation, we do have understanding of those things. And I, I think that 
what that does is it basically hones in and, and sharpens and changes, you know, and then, then we get into monotheism, right? Like the earliest peoples were polytheistic and then we get into monotheism because, you know, uh, it's, it's one God, it's not separate rain God or sun God. It's a God that causes all these things to happen, you know, but what happens is over time, I think science is teaching us a lot of different things that we would apply to God. And I think still, you know, it even gets back to the point, and I had this conversation with somebody at one point, point. I was like, you know, you do realize that like, you know, you, science's best explanation for the inception of the universe is the Big Bang, right? And so before that, so even if we agree that that happens, because there, there is, there are Christians who say that the Big Bang was essentially God starting everything, right? So there, that's some, some of their explanation. So, but the difference, where we depart is, they think God did that. I just acknowledge that I don't know what happened there. So that's, to me, that's where the man-made element comes in. Um, in terms of early Christian history, that is actually the nail in the coffin for me for why I no longer was a Christian was because you're talking about the the historical compilation of the books and all this other stuff, right? So um, reading about the councils, the seven councils, those sorts of things. And I was like, man, it. so to me... It, so the, when I mean the seven councils, just to explain that for anybody who doesn't know, like there was the Council of Nicaea, the Council of, uh, oh God, I'm having a brain fart on the other ones. But basically, the, Nicaea was the first one. And that's where they came up with the Nicene Creed. And they essentially actually killed off a couple of other philosophies and, and denominations and stuff. They came together to create this like one unified message, which obviously is only going to last how long, right? But, you know, a lot of these different denominations came together and they essentially voted on a lot of things like when Christmas was going to be uh, celebrated. And like, you know, we have Christmas trees. Those are pagan traditions or Yule logs. That's a pagan thing. And like Easter, the reason that the bunny is there is because it's actually, oh, star, like a pagan god and fertility. So there's like all these things that they were basically trying to create like compromise and and bring everybody together and unify those philosophies. So they were actually bringing in pagan things and putting it all together. So when I learned about that, and this was after I did my like walkabout, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I couldn't, at that point, it became such a massive leap of faith yeah. for me to go back and say, okay, I believe that all of that was divinely inspired. Exactly. Yeah, that you're, I, you're that putting I, your trust essentially in those, in those people. Yeah, yeah and, and it's a shitload of people over yeah. a whole lot of time, and I just wasn't prepared <laughs> to do that. Yeah. So that's kind of what, so when it comes to the religion being man-made... I would say that is especially so you know, I like in the this construction guy? of... This of, guy knows more about the conception of the, of the Bible and Christianity than probably 90... There we go, putting out stats. <laughs> I like that. I'm all very hyper. No, he's a smart most, feller, man. Than I'm most Christians. I'll, I'll agree with you. I, I would love to see most Christians know their, their history like this guy knows it. That's, I, I read a book by a woman by Elaine, the name of Elaine Pagels. She was an early Christian, a professor of early Christian studies at Harvard. And she wrote a book called Beyond Belief. Yeah. And it was basically, because it's not to say that the belief is the bad, but but her position was basically, okay, beyond that faith part or whatever, mm-hmm. here's the objective reality yeah. of early Christianity yeah. and the formation of it and things like that. And when I read that, I was I just was like, man, like the anthropological underpinnings of what was really going on there was just, it blew my mind. There is a lot to reconcile there. And I think yeah. if you want, and I think if you're, if you're, uh, way to solve that and to deal with that is to brush it under the rug. Then that's just you know then totally you're, agree. you're doing yourself a, a humongous disservice. Yeah, you know I mean and, and you and you kind of make yourself more difficult to come off as somebody you know a, a, an authority not even an authority even a, somebody that's even worth you know listening to in a sense because it's like yeah. you're not, if you don't if you're not if you're going to literally put your entire existence in something and you don't have the time to educate yourself on it. I mean, come on now. Right. Which, which is exactly why I dove into it so hard, I mean, yeah. which is why I respect Christians who have taken that time. Even if at the end of it, they say 
they inject faith, right? Exactly. And, and they and they maybe you know some people call it the God of the gaps or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know, therefore God, right? Yeah. You know, I, I I got to the point where I I've become comfortable saying I don't know, therefore I don't know, <laughs> and I'll find out maybe one day or somebody or science will figure it yeah. out or whatever. So there's just that to me that's where the main departure happens. Mm-hmm. You know some people mean? cannot say I. They just can't bring themselves to say I don't know. It's it's really hard. Yeah. I wrestled with that for a really long time, yeah. man. And and I was with I was like you. I was like man, if if indeed my the afterlife, right, mm-hmm. is for eternity. Yeah. And it's literally like door A is bliss, exactly. eternal bliss, and door B is fire. B- burning in a lake of fire. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, shit, I better figure this out. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take uh, a few days here to this sort might this out. Be, this might be worth looking into, you know. So yeah, but, I, yeah, but how much of that is really just the judgment house where they're trying to, like, scare you with fear? It was kind of all of it. Because I, at the time, I actually, I know of a lot of Christians who don't actually believe that hell is a thing. I, like, that's and so, a brand, yep, absolutely. That's so... Um, but at the Rock time, Hill. I did. That was that was just explaining to me. And again, the I never had church that was fire and brimstone. A lot of churches are. Oh yeah. And so a lot of it's don't do this or don't do this or, and it's constant. And they're probably. I mean, I, I think a lot of people in religion, especially, are just they look at it like they're doing the good thing. Like we're trying to save you. I'm looking out for your best interest. Yeah. I'm yeah. here to help you. I, 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 I don't believe that it's like fire and brimstone, well, and we're you, gonna I'll, kick your ass. And oh my god. Because this is something that when I was part of a leadership at a church, you know. Something that, that my you know my uh, my friend at the time who was a pastor, um, this is something he would say a lot. And, and here's and it, and it is the fact and it's the truth too. Okay, and and that's if I do believe what I believe, if I believe that everyone's gonna answer to God someday, and they're either gonna go in door A or door B. Okay, that for me not to at least tell you from the pulpit that there is a thing called hell, that it is out there, and that. You know, to the people you love, yeah, you don't have to come and smack them in the face of the Bible, but like, if you believe it, it's kind of akin to being a doctor and not telling someone they have cancer because you don't want to upset them. Mm-hmm. You know, now you might think, well, that's absurd because you're going to tell me that, that they're, you're, I'm going to go to hell and I'm going to say, okay, that's fine. You know, there is no hell, but thanks. So that's the thing is I can't, <laughs> I can't come at you from a position where I'm coming at you like, okay. It, it would be begging the question if I was just to come at you and try to explain to you why you're going to go to hell. Because I'm trying to explain something to, to somebody that is not our, it's not conforming to my original presupposition to begin with. So how am I going to get through to you if I open up a Bible and say, here, look, Matt, right here, it tells you right here where you're fucking up. And right here, it tells you what's going to happen to you. How, how does that help you at all? That's like somebody pull, mm-hmm. putting the putting the uh, Quran in front of me and telling me, you know. To blow myself up. Sorry, I'm an Islamophobe apparently. Um, but it's like, what you're, if you're going to open the, if you're going to open the, I will say that you should know, you should have knowledge of the other books. But if someone's going to come and t- mm-hmm. tell me, hey, you know, wag their finger in my face and say this is where you're wrong in something that mm-hmm. I think is bullshit. Okay, thanks. You know, you just wasted your time. Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but aren't there a bunch of different versions of the Bible, even in just Indeed. Christianity, let alone yes. well, like there's, other yeah, there's religions? There's, there's, there's uh, you know, translations, you know, as far Dozens. as – Yeah, and as far as, you know, you, you, you even find sex in Christianity, like there's the KG, King James only, you know, mm. King James Bible or get the fuck out. And then there's people who are like, you know, uh, I'd prefer a Bible that I can actually read and understand, right. you know, and that I can actually learn from. Is it better to have a Bible that I can interpret and digest? Or should I read the words that, you know, were chosen for me back in the 1600s that I should read? So, yeah, when you're looking at, like, different versions of the Bible and stuff like that. See, to me, okay, that's like, 
when you start to get into that, it's like that, first of all, that should make no difference to a non-believer. You know, it's like, if you don't, as far as, well, what, what do you mean by that? Okay. Um, okay. Unless are, are you, I guess I'd have to ask where you're coming from. When are you saying that the fact that there are different translations of the same scrolls and original text, that that's a detractor from the, from the legitimacy, uh, legitimacy of the Bible? Or are you just say, I mean, how are you, why are you bringing that? I, I'm bringing it up because it's, it's a valid point that a lot of people talk about. And like, when I look at that, I think that this is all man-made. Men yeah. wrote this. This is not inspired by God. These are people who sat down and wrote down stories. They're homilies of maybe how to live your life, and that's fine. Yeah, but you can. No one's ever. No one's saying that God, like you know, laser beamed the, the Bible. Well, I don't know faith. if I agree with that one. I've heard that a lot from people who said like, "This is the word of God. We, you will follow this to the letter." And no, like, no that, hold on a second. Yeah. But that is no, that, that is true though. But it, we're talking about. Are we talking like man? When you say man-made, are we talking physically man-made, or are we talking like? Man-made in the sense where there is no God, and man just decided to get together and figure out how to control the universe and how to control. I the feel population. like now we're we're debating: is the word of God man-made or is religion man-made? Religion's man-made. Yeah, because when you start There's getting semantics like that, religion, like I don't want to say something. Religion is man-made. Answering you, your question the wrong way. If you're gonna say, everyone probably has a different opinion, but if everyone's gonna say the word of God is man-made, then that throws a whole wrench in the that book version there. of the. If word you say of God. religion is man-made, that's a totally yeah, different topic absolutely yeah we like, need to kind but of I, stick... I know what matt's saying though yeah. matt is saying like the foundation of the christian religion yeah. which mm-hmm. is the bible yeah. okay it was that inspired by god and if it wasn't then it was a bunch it was people right. and then who wrote it uninspired by god so then so now then we got to get into well why did they write it what was the goal you know and then that's a you know entirely se- yeah <laughs> i'll tell you why <laughs> i bet you will <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so uh you know, as far as like, yeah, you've got to get into, you know, you've got new, you've got people that, you know, like John the Baptist, people that have had their heads cut off because they wouldn't denounce, you know, they would not say that, you know, Christ did not, you know, he wasn't who he said he was. You know, they had people, who, you know, Peter who was crucified upside down after watching his wife, you know, get beheaded. Why would well, they, that was a normal way of killing people? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, not, it's yeah, yeah special. Well, no, they, 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 cruci- they crucified him upside down. It wasn't normal. Yeah. They, they did if, it, if you were a believer, they cru- like crucified yeah. you right side up, and if you were a non-believer, it was upside down. Yeah. So, but, but but all I'm saying is that yeah, you've got to then get into the topic of okay, why did they go to their deaths? If the people that were alive during those times, if it was a lie, at what point do you finally say when they got the axe, get ready to come down on your head? Are you just like no, no, and, wait? <laughs> and I understand <laughs> what you're saying, but people can be like disillusioned; they can do it to themselves. I mean, look you at, these, look at these assholes yeah. who all some drink. people think everyone was on mushrooms. They all think all the other Christians were on mushrooms, and that's how all let's, this went down. Let's and be I guess honest: if I'm high on mushrooms, I'll get beheaded and not care about it. To me, that does sound like fun. I'd like yeah. to take some mushrooms and meet God. I mean, that sounds so. Fun. It's like you know, I mean, there's a there, you can anybody can you can say anything you want. Yeah, you know, but you can also look at that same thing of look at these people who believe. I forget who was who's the cult who drank the Kool Aid because they were going to jump on the Crash, comet, the Jonestown or thing, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, like like these people were completely self delusioned themselves, and they literally killed themselves to jo- jump on what they thought was a spaceship coming close to the Earth. Yeah, here I guess the only difference would be there those people, those cults, people that are that are drinking the cool the magic Kool Aid and killing themselves. They're you know they're they're doing it based on what their great prophet is telling them is going to await them. You know when they do it. But how's that any different? Because these guys were alive. These guys were alive. They were walked with him. They were with Jesus. They walked. They did all the shit with him. These yeah. guys walked with their prophet. Who are we talking about? The Kool Aid drinker. Yeah. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that they if. Are you okay. talking about a difference in observing miracles? Like what I, I think what maybe what you're getting at is your I'm trying in your to, I'm perception. You they observed Jesus doing these acts, whereas the Jonestown people are only. Basing it off of this dude's words. Yeah, like here's what I. This is what's been spoken to me. This is what 
You know okay. what I'm saying? But you are absolutely correct. People can be delusioned to the point of taking, you know, costing themselves their own life. That's, that is possible, you know? And I guess if that's how you choose to accept that that's the way it went down for all those people, then there's not, I can't convince you. Well, here's the thing is, I don't know. Yeah. I have zero clue. These yeah. are, there's a bunch of questions that I have that no one has answers to because there are no answers yeah. to these questions. And you know, I guess my main concern, Same. my main concern is this, and I know that there's nothing I can do about it, so I don't lose any sleep over it. Is that a lot of times ninety? T- you know, Marigo getting interrupted. <laughs> All these percentages. I, know, I can't stop. It's bad habit. Um, Fact. You know, they get to that point where it's like, I, you know, and I do say I don't know, and I'm comfortable with that, and and yeah. I think that's you have to get there, and it's easier to do as an adult. But at some point, like mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, okay, if Matt could somehow, uh, you know, believe, if, if Matt can understand what I think I understand. Then I don't. It wouldn't be like one of those things. Like, well, I don't understand that, so it is what it is. Like, kind of like I don't understand how to speak Japanese, and maybe I'll get around to learning it someday. And kind of in my head, I'm like, you know, to me, it's 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 a little saddening just because, like, I know, like, there eventually people get to a point in their life where it's like, you're. It's going to be very difficult. Most people, like, if you look at most people that come to Christianity at at, at our ages, it's people that have hit rock bottom. It's it's addicts, people people that have gotten divorced, people that have lost family members. You know, you don't see a lot of adults whose everything's going great. They got money in the bank and they got a great job and they're just like, it's time to go to church. Why do you think that happens? Because they're – because – okay, you want to know why I think it happens? Yeah, I know why I think it happens. I mean, for for one, it's like the most obvious is, well, if everything's going great around you, everything everything in your observable circle is going great, why bring – why why bring something as – Monumental is religion into your life. What's the point? Uh, now, if you're asking, like, why do I think that in general is because I think personally, like, that's to me, I feel like that's where, um, I, I, you know, if I come off like a crazy person, you guys, whatever. I think that's yeah, that's where I we know you're say, crazy. I man. think that's where the devil. I think that's where <laughs> Satan wants America right now. He wants us so enlavished in our own distraction and riches that yeah, we're not out there trying to burn Christians at the stake. Obviously, because that would be that would draw too much attention. We're just engulfed and drowning in our own excess and god is the last thing that we need right now we don't need god the way that like you know people in africa you know or impoverished nations that's why those places are typically a lot more spiritual because um you know even if it's not christianity you know voodoo you know those uh um and it's because you know i think that when when everyone's so comfortable here that that's why the church is dying. It's because we're so we're so comfortable that we don't need to get we don't need to get out and we don't have any pressure to evangelize. We'll let somebody else do it. So you know? would you say that people who are struggling with mental health, addiction, situational difficulties, whatever, the people that are more prone to coming to God, so I to think speak, it, well, the, the, are they less less susceptible to the devil's influence than somebody who's doing okay? Is that kind of what you're saying? I, I feel like yeah, like I feel like you're when you're when you're hitting rock bottom. And you're in a mode for now it's time. I got to get some answers. What I've been doing hasn't been working. So I got to find something else. And it could be. See, to me, those people would be more easily led down the wrong path because they're so open to you, external forces. You would to think me, so? that would make more logical sense that the devil would prey on those individuals. He, it's. I can't say on an individual basis, obviously, you know, we're talking generalization, but, you know, if you look at the 12 point, pro, the 12 step program, that is, you know, that's. You, I've been in those meetings because I've had family members that have been addicted, and they, I mean they have they have no qualms at all. I mean you have to acknowledge a higher power as part of the twelve steps. 
I mean, they're basically telling you, if, you know. It's also not the most effective model oh, for, addi- for addiction. It's absolutely maybe one of the worst models that I've yeah. come across, to be yeah. honest with you. Um, but, yeah, to say that I'm just I'm not saying that, like, if you're an addict, you're more susceptible to being brainwashed. I'm saying that, like, people that have hit rock bottom, people that have, you know, I'm divorced and I lost my job and I'm, you know, and now I'm sitting and I'm in my in my house alone looking at a gun and just yeah. wondering, like, is it worth it? Those people are more likely to say. Let's see what the what. Let's see what the hell this Jesus shit's What's about. What's the one as thing a, I haven't tried? Yeah, as opposed to like you know yeah. a guy who's working on Wall Street. He's not. He's he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he has no reason to stop what he's doing. He's on a perfect. He's on you know he's got his per, his own trajectory, and Satan couldn't be happier. He doesn't need to worry about that guy. He doesn't need to punish him. He doesn't need. To, he doesn't care about that. See, guy. it assumes that guy's not already a Christian, though. No, he's he could, not. He could he's be not a Christian. Okay, we're, so in the, for, some, yeah, and this for the, is, for the yeah, hypothetical. This, yeah, this guy. Yeah, okay. these people. You know, those are people. I'm not saying you're. Not, you very rarely find people our age that come into Christianity unless, um, you know, I, now I did see it happen to a few, few guys, you know, a guy invites, you know, somebody to, Hey, come along to church with me. And the guy, you know, he initially gets involved because he likes community. Cause we're, you know, we're yeah. going out, we're, 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 we're going out watching sports, eating wings, mm-hmm. coming over, watching UFC. So there's that community that kind of gets him in the fold. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of starts to, you know, he starts, he comes to maybe a men's group or two yeah. and starts to at least tell his story. And then all of a sudden, you know, people, and he's feeling that community. So he's like, you know, I'm I, I'm going to give it a shot. Now I've seen some of those guys; they fall away. You know, as soon as yeah, as soon as they start sure. coming to church, they fall they fall away. And but a lot of those guys, you know, some of them See, stick, stick through. I would say from my assessment of why people who are at rock bottom, quote unquote, are more prone to engaging religion. Um, <clears throat> I heard I heard Jake say that try something new. I will say that more than likely, it is not in fact trying something new because the reality is that even if they've never been thoroughly entrenched in or really engaged in religion we live in a society that is predominantly christian mm-hmm. so it would be really difficult to get to your 30s and not have at least a baseline yeah, understanding not to have been to church at least not once to have or been twice. to church once yeah. or had friends who talked to you about yeah. it or seen it on mm-hmm. tv or something that's a good you've, point you've been exposed to it in some way so subconsciously that is in there you're coming back you you are so what you're doing most likely what you're doing is you're coming back yeah. and and maybe in a more engaged way mm-hmm. and so I'm gonna take it seriously this time. Yes, you know? and I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really dull, dive into this. I'm gonna dull it. I'm gonna think for myself. You know, yeah. see and what happens. Yep. And so I, th- what ha- I think what happens is, people who struggle with that, they they don't have as much control, right? Mm-hmm. So internally, yeah, they do not have as much control over their life. Easy they have way. this addiction they're struggling with. They have these mental health conditions they're struggling with. They had this abuse in their past. They have, they've had all that, you know, um, they've had, they've had a, a shitty life. Whatever they were raised in poverty. I mean, there's all these different factors. That and then what happens is, at that point, they're probably not in a place in, in emotionally to really dive into like the intellectual end, like we've been doing, like of it. It's more about the emotional appeal, right? So if somebody, if they are then exposed to somebody saying, if you give up your life to Christ, mm-hmm. you can have, and then like you said, opposite of the fire and brimstone, right? Yeah, the good stuff, right? Yeah. Talk about the good stuff. That be like. That sounds fucking great. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like just that like sounds... they thought at one time, hey, these drugs sound fucking great. Right. Yeah. To fill this void. Right. And so, so yeah. so yeah. So so basically, they they substitute one for the other, and so they and then so they they kind of go whole hog into that sort of thing. I've seen that happen a lot where mm-hmm. people hit rock bottom, and then all of a sudden they are saved, and they are they all fill the, that void. But the pendulum right goes yeah. right back the other way. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest with you, as and maybe this sounds weird as an atheist, I think that is fucking great. Because if that's what saved that person's life yeah. in that moment, now they could have, I mean, to me, you you maybe could have, if they were born and raised in India yeah. and, the, you know, they, it's a Hinduism or they were in Korea and it's Taoism or whatever, you know, um, 
whatever that comfort thing is or, you know, whatever Japan and they engage really engage in mindfulness. Cause I've seen plenty of people get sober with secular means and, oh, yeah. and therapy and all that kind of stuff. You know I mean? Mm-hmm. That's more often how, how it really works. Yeah. But so a lot of times they, they don't have that source of strength to pull back on. So that's, that's what is appealing to them. So, yeah. and, and I will say too, I, I, I think that's good. What I do think is bad though. This is sort of an aside is that a lot of times churches prey on those people. I mean, there's a reason why 12-step programs are often held in churches. I mean, not to mention that they that they tend to do – a lot of churches give, yeah. give, and they will allow them to yeah. volunteer the space and use our space, which is good. And I, I think that's good anyway. But I do think that there's a little bit of a – like, if we can grab up a couple of these people, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So there's, there's well, that bringing them into the fold recruitment thing. Well, yeah, but again, I don't think that that's a malicious thing of like, oh, I just want their ties or this or that. It's, I we, typically like, don't. We, I agree with you. We want to minister to them. We want to be good people. Yes. We, we want to help them. Because in their, in, in, their, in their heart of hearts, the preacher's heart of hearts. Absolutely. They fully believe what they're preaching. Absolutely. And they fully believe that they can actually help this person and save their soul and so to speak. So I, I, I agree with you. I don't think it is typically – I don't think it's malicious. Well, there's certainly but some. I, I do think it's advanta- that, that like way. they're taking advantage. I do think, though, on its face, they really are taking advantage of somebody in a weak spot. But I think it comes from a good place. I just, you know, I, I think that there are better ways. But that's just because that's, that's exactly me. that's me. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. You know, it's 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 where just to kind of like tell you personally, like what I struggle with is, you know, I know I know what what you know the Bible says. I know what 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 Christ just said as far as you know. It's a, it's a, you know, the Bible, Christianity, he, he himself, he is a, he's refuge for the sick and stuff like that. You know, mm. that's, and, and if you look at who he's brought up, like he, 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 how he's worked with people of uh, very low social standards and, and use mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So I know that to be true. And yet at the same time, it's like, I think I'll sit around and I'll think to myself, it's like, all right, Lord, it's like, okay, it's great that like to see, like you said, it's, it's all, to watch people, if they can change their lives, if they're, if they're struggling and. And, you know, call on your power and, you know, be saved. That's awesome. But man, it would be awesome if, you know, because I've, I've, you know, I've witnessed to quite a few people my age that aren't, that aren't believers, but I'm thinking to myself, man, it would be awesome if just every now and then, like you could show me that somebody of strong, rational, successful mind can, you know, that you can go in there and you can change their heart. And mm-hmm. it's like, that's that there's just not a lot of evidence of that <laughs> in my life. And it's, it is discouraging because it's like, you know, uh, it, it would be nice to see. You know, some re- I want to see some real. Like I knew if you could change this guy's heart, man, that would be showing me absolute power because there's no way that guy's changing like, his mind. Bring me Richard Dawkins, I- exactly. And like, let's. Like, and yeah, some of my right. friends are more obnoxious. I don't want to say well, or more. <laughs> you know, um, by obnoxious I mean like you know staunch in there or over. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. So you know, in my mind, I'll be like, well, if that person comes to God. I know for a fucking fact it wasn't because of me. It was yeah. because you know, and, and to me, part of that for me is like always looking for that proof, you know, even yeah. though I believe, even though I have faith, I'm always, you know, trying to find angles where I could get a little bit of proof, where I, I want to have that yeah. back and forth dialogue. And that's, to be honest, that's the hardest part about being a uh, Christian is a lot. It just feels so often like it's a one way, it's a one way dialogue. And, you know, most of that is usually always due to what I'm doing at the time. A lot of times I'll complain about, you know, man, my prayer life sucks. I'm not getting anything. And I'll think to myself, okay, well, when's the last time that you you really talk to, you know, one of your buddies who, you know, one of your believer buddies about, you know, just what's going on. When's the last time you opened your Bible and, and really tried to, really tried to, apply, you know, learn something and apply it? And I'm thinking to myself, well, I can't remember the last time on either of those things. So, you know, big surprise that I, that my, that my spiritual relationship with God feels like shit right now. So I'm always like looking like, okay, if I do this, maybe, maybe you could, you know, 
do this and really surprise me, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just it's 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 a trap that's easy to fall into. I do think that believers are in a, a little bit of an untenable position when it comes to trying to convert people who are emotionally in a good place yeah. and intellectually, especially when they're informed. Like, I'll be honest with you, I almost would like challenge because I, like you said, me with me knowing more about yeah. the origins and stuff, I probably yeah. know more about the Bible than many Christians yeah. do too. Oh, yeah. So I they're highly unlikely to convert they would me. Be, they would be incredible. First of all, the conversation wouldn't go longer than five minutes because they would just be, they'd be intimidated and they would know that they're not going to be able to stand toe to toe with, with what sure. you know. So, sure. you know, and, and that's, it's, not, it's not a dick measuring contest, no. but it is, um, but I, 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 the, the thing, I think the challenge, first of all, the burden of proof lies on the person making the fantastic claim, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, the, the fantastic claim is that, you know, uh, God, There's Father God, Almighty, yeah. maker of heaven and earth, you know, whatever, exactly. you know, John 316, all that, you know, right? So, so we should not perish and, you know, give his only begotten son, right? So that's basically the crux of the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? That's a fantastic claim. Mm-hmm. So ergo, the burden of proof is on the person making yeah. the claim, not I, on the person not believing it. I can't it. So ask you to that's prove a, a negative. Right. Yeah. And so, right. And so that's, that's for, I guess I'm empathizing with people in your position because you're basically, you're saying, I, I'm going to have to tell you, I'm going to sit back like this. You know, it's like that that meme with the like change my mind thing, you know, with exactly. the guy with the cup of coffee. I'm sitting back. Okay, well, yeah, I I have no evidence to support that, you know, and then you can outline the evidence. But what happens is I think a lot of times people look at it and they go, this evidence is so fantastic and metaphysical. Or even if you can show me objectively a lot of things, mm-hmm. at some point the evidence stops. Yeah. And that's where faith takes over. Faith yeah. takes over. Right. Yeah. And so, and that's where I think that's why I think it's such an uphill battle for Christians to try to win souls it because is. it's at some point they got to go, well, look, and that's, y- you don't have to face. I, well, I can't make that for you. That's you know? the thing. If I'm going to come, if I'm just going to come at you like, okay, well, it wouldn't be you because it would have to be somebody that I would assume wasn't knowledgeable. Sure. And I would say, okay, I'm going to bombard this person with verses and everything like that. I'm by the end of this, end of this lunch, we're going to be in prayer together. If I come in like that, I've set myself up for an epic fail. Yeah. I need to come up there. I need to get on that person's level, engage the way they feel comfortable engaging. And ultimately I have to say, this is totally up to God. He's either going to, he's either going to soften this person's heart or he's not. And if he, and if he doesn't, then there's not, there's nothing I can do. You know, there's no amount of slapping in the face with this Bible. I'm going to do to this person to get through to them. Mm-hmm. There has to be a heart that, you know, he says, yes, you have to pray for a heart of clay, not a heart of stone. And, um, you know, if you don't now, if you want to get into how God decides to give a heart of stone and heart of clay, that's another 10. I, podcasts, I don't think we need to get into that. We're not getting into the that. one big takeaway that I want to really point out here is that this same thing applies everywhere. You can't come in somewhere and beat people over the head with facts and figures and this and that to try to change their mind. Everyone has to come yep. to their own conclusions yep. and be like steered down that path. You can help steer them. You can ask questions, but. It has to be their decision. I think that's the one big thing that we're missing in today's society. Yes. Is that everyone wants to just beat everybody over the head. Just beat them over the head. And it's like, no, ask questions. Yes. Like, that's one of the reasons why I love talking to people who don't have the same beliefs and thoughts that I do because it challenges my own beliefs. And I have to sit there and think about, okay, well, why do I believe? What do I believe? What's going on? What, what? I didn't think about this part. How do I Mm -hmm. put that into my life? And these are big things we need to take away here is you can't just, you know, just like you said, smack people yeah, in the head. I think that's with the issue. Whatever. A lot of times that people are trying to, like you know, when you, you're looking at like uh, the new, uh, you know, with kind of like how we're getting more progressive with like LGBTQ. Okay, as far as like um, pronouns and stuff like that. Okay, I understand that you want to be respected. I understand as a, as a nation we need to be, you know, we start respecting, ev- you know, re- everybody. But like that takes time. So it's like when you're going to come yeah. at me at the very beginning of this movement and you're going to get me deplatformed because I did, I called you a he instead of a her on accident. You know, if you're going to try to like all of a sudden become the total thought police 
and and you know one mistake you're done you're canceled yep. you're not that that's such a turnoff you know that's like when and I, I'm not going to get political at all but like you know um with with like this this proposal of this green new deal it's like it, that's such a large uh just um dump truck dumped on you of new uh um basically instruction on how we're going to this is the way the world's going to work from now on it's like you you can't you can't do that and expect a rational response from somebody you know you just can't do it that's why you see every every single response to that those proposals are either this is the greatest thing in the world or this is the end of the world mm-hmm. and that's because it's pushed right in your face instantly and you feel like you got to make a call I gotta yeah. make a call one way or the other. I mean, this is too important to to, to not make a call on, right. you know. And you gotta people are too afraid to just not make a call. When it comes to changing minds, and when it comes to that, I, I think that some of the one of the biggest things that I think is a challenge, and why I think that there's just constant like people just bashing heads on mm-hmm. social media, and 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 if they have the if they actually have the stones to have a conversation with somebody they disagree with in person, I think the challenge. And and this is I think that there's a couple things we mentioned this earlier in terms of level of comfortability in saying I don't know. Mm. That is something that I think too many people struggle with because exactly. people so badly want to know. And I think that and it's fine to want to know, but what happens is everybody has are we I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Dunning Kruger effect. So basically it was a study Dunning and Kruger and so what they did was they did the study where they they looked at people's subjective levels of knowledge on or objective levels of knowledge on something and then their subjective attitude towards their levels of knowledge and what happens is when somebody gets a little bit of knowledge about something they think they know way more than they know because they haven't been exposed to how much about it they don't know right so the more you know the more you know that you don't know until you actually reach a legitimate level of mastery in something mm-hmm. right so they basically like as it goes about their level of confidence in their knowledge, like as it basically spikes. So if that's like the Y or the with the vertical axis, right? Why? So mm-hmm. the Y, thank you. <laughs> and so um, ask not, the machinist. Not a ma- not, yeah, not that's why I looked at you. Not a math guy. So um, the Y axis basically spikes as you go across the X. Mm-hmm. So it spikes, right? They know a little bit about it. They think they know, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I was in high school, I watched the Fast and the Furious. I used to go to Summit Racing. I could tinker a little bit. Yeah. I thought I was a fucking car guy. Yeah, I was not. I didn't know shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I didn't know shit, but I thought I did. Yeah. You know? And so my my level of whatever spiked. So I learned a little bit more, and then it start. I started to go. Oh wait a minute. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know anything. And it, and it drops, and then it curves back up. So I think what happens is, I think culturally, we value our own opinions way too fucking much. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is, you don't have to have an opinion on everything, but everybody thinks they do. Like, you can ask 10 people on the street what they think about the Green New Deal. And more than likely, they're either going to like it or dislike it based on their political party. Of course. That's it. And and it's going to have nothing. They probably don't know shit about it. Right. And so... And same thing goes with with a, a ton of different things. Every I think topic we that's can bring the problem. Up. Yep. I I think people need to be okay. I think it's hard for people to relinquish. They feel like there's power in my opinion. It's my opinion. I'm I'm entitled to it's my, my opinion. Truth. It's my truth. Yeah. Well, it's not fucking real truth. No. And it's not. And and you're not entitled. I, 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 I this is maybe a controversial thought, but I don't think everybody's entitled to their own opinion on shit. I'm not entitled to an opinion on the Green New Deal. I'm not entitled to it. I'm a flaming liberal. I'll just share that, right? So, but I'm not entitled to an opinion on it because I don't fucking know anything about it. I have not looked into it. So I don't think I'm entitled to an opinion. And, for, and if somebody wants to, I, I would say this. I would say that, and I think Matt and I touched on this on a couple podcasts ago. I might say, okay, you might be entitled to an opinion personally. I don't think you're entitled to go spout that opinion off in somebody's face because yes. you know what I'm saying. That's a little self because yeah. that becomes self righteous. Exactly. Right. And that, like I yeah. was telling Matt, like if you want to be, you know, if you if you want to kind of separate yourself from like a topic or something like that, and say, you know what, I really don't, 
that's not something that really concerns me. I don't really right. care about, you know, that's fine. Just sure. don't enter into a debate about sure. it. Sure. Or at Just least stay a- out of the debate. Acknowledge. Listen, so uh, what, I, what I've started doing is, and I'll be honest with you, I used to be like majorly, like probably insufferable know-it-all because I would know a little bit. Again, I was mm. subject to, I was full of piss and vinegar. I'm like in my early 20s. I used yeah. to argue with people about shit and get caught with my pants down because I didn't know anything. Mm. You know what I mean? About whatever. And so over time, I became less, it became less important for me to know things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I did, I learned more things and I felt comfortable enough in my own yeah. intellect or whatever. So I, I think people need to just take a breath and at least be willing to say, listen, from what I understand, because you may even know a little bit about a certain topic, mm-hmm. right? Or maybe philosophically, I agree that we need to do some green initiatives mm-hmm. or whatever, right? So therefore, listen, I think that green initiatives are a good thing and I know a little bit. However, yeah. I have not read enough about it to mm-hmm. see what the objective implementation is, if this is actually going to be a fiscally responsible thing to do or if it's, you know, like to be able to acknowledge the limits of your knowledge on it instead of just like plant your flag, God damn it, I'm for it, you know, know. or whatever. And now well, yeah, if you got but- a social media account, you know, that gives everybody equal but gives everyone a platform. Right. And I've always said since the beginning, like there are some people that just shouldn't have a platform. Like I think giving every stupid person in the country a voice is the worst thing that's ever happened in the world. <laughs> well, I mean, we need stupid people for infrastructure, but we don't need their opinions on everything, you know? Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that one. Big- I'm allowed to make a joke every now and then. You're allowed to. I'm allowed to make a joke every now and then. <laughs> oh. Everyone's thinking you super yeah, literally yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, Silence them. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I talk about this all the time. I, I kind of blame social media for a lot of that kind of yeah. thought because – that's how people should critically think about issues. They should say, hey, this is what I believe right now, but I need to look into it. I don't know. It should change when you look into it because if it doesn't, we might have some problems with mm-hmm. your logic here. Yep. But that's not how it goes on social media because, again, no. people want to win the internet. Mm-hmm. Right. They want to put stuff out there. It needs to be offensive. It needs right. to be crazy. Yep. And that's why we're seeing all this stuff now because a, a lot of people have been oppressed over, like, especially about their thoughts and beliefs and who they want to have sex with and who they're attracted to and they, they weren't allowed to believe that now they are so they're just going crazy because now nobody can say anything because i've got this trump card oh well i'm part of this community so you can't say anything against me and it's like no that's not how this needs to work we need to be able to talk about this right in a normal kind of situation right. i like how like and that guy that commented on it even though i Listen, so he and I, by definition, the guy that commented with, with the, the mic Cody, drop or yeah, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically, like, wh- when I look at that, I go, okay, yeah, a few of his points are, although I don't, I don't necessarily, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not with the brash, like, I'm going to slap you in the face with all of this. I'm, and then he, at the end of it, he put mic drop. And it's like, you've literally just, <laughs> now you have put yourself, like, first of all, you are assuming that your points are all salient and, and that it's going to be, it's, it's almost like a, 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 a Proverbial case punch, punch in the right, jaw, right. you know. Fuck you, I win. Boom, I'm right, out. Then, you know, I, and it's like, and it's like, dude, I don't. I, I, I even agree with him on some of the stuff. And it's like, dude, that was kind of a dick, yeah. I dick, agree, but I like wish approach. I didn't. The way you came at it, yeah, again, right. again, again, that is meeting new people, understanding mm. people, knowing yeah. how people work or who they are. And I'm are, sure if we not, talk like, with this guy, he, that is, he yeah. wouldn't come off like no, that. No, totally agree. But that's the problem. But his personality of you funny know? guy and shit like that, like that's yeah. Cody. I mean, that is just what so he, he does. So he could have been being hyperbolic. Right. And he could have been being over the it's top on purpose. It's also social media. Are you taking everything on social media as factual, truthful, whatever? I mean, like we have to have this little grain of salt of it is fucking social media. Right. Look at my social me- or my Facebook from back 10 years ago as opposed to now. It used to be just what I thought, just throw it there and then Same someone here. argued yeah. with me. Same here. Argue until it was like, fuck you, that post is getting Dude. deleted because we're so right. pissed off. Yep. Now it's, we're thinking about stuff, mm. we're thinking for ourselves, we learn things, we're listening to other people and we're going, wow, right, okay. Yep. And like, 
That's what all these are for. Writing in the opinion section of a paper shouldn't be something to start a world war, but people argue back to me where they write in the paper. That's like, because that's because Jesus, people, I just left my opinion on something just to see. In it's, this in like, this climate, it's there's not no real. Yeah. It's not your opinion versus their opinion. It's yeah. what they think and you're the enemy. Yeah. You are the you know, you're the one coming to take what they want to take, you know. And that's because the, that's of the my opinion, now. like that guy must only vote Republican. We're not neighbors. He's only yeah. like yeah. I can't talk to this motherfucker ever. Like right. but some of the things that we would discuss on Facebook or just from the leadership or whatever, like I, I can tell we were like apart on stuff, but it's mm-hmm. like I never would have thought we were sitting down here having this discussion over religion and this other stuff. Like we all agree on the same shit. Wow. Yeah. Or don't, and that's yeah. okay. Right. Yeah. Right. But we it's hash okay it out. To right. Discuss it. <laughs> right. That's the whole point of this stuff, right. and that's why I'm sitting here with a fucking smile on my face because, like, <laughs> this is exactly what we wanted with this. Yeah. And it's, oh, I, like we we are doing it right. It's definitely intellectually like, talk to each other, stimulating. Yeah. To to engage that, and you know, I've had things on Facebook where I've posted things, or I I've I've gotten way better at not getting in the weeds on stuff because mm-hmm. I just I I started to see the lack of value that that has. It's, a, it's an abyss. I thought that yeah. I would be able to because. I thought that I could come at things because there are certain things that I am informed in. Like I happen to have a background in social policy and things like that. So when people would post things about social policy, mm-hmm. I and I know about that, yeah. I can say, well, but yeah, but have you considered X, Y, and Z? But then all they do is just an ad hominem attack yeah. about how I'm a flaming liberal or I'm a whatever, oh, tr- yeah. and they just discredit me as a human. And so it's like, whoa. And and so a few times I've I've invited people, like let's get coffee. Like we've had a debate. I'm mm-hmm. like let's get let's get a cup of coffee and 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 hash this out. And lo and behold. Funny, I haven't had that cup of coffee yet with with anybody except yeah. for right now. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that's yeah, but yeah, because you 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 bring up trying to you know when you have to look somebody in your in the eye and defend yourself, man. Like it's a totally different thing than being able to just fire something off and close right. the laptop. Yeah, right. Like, most of when people have an opinion, like it's like the whole thing. It, it's an ego protection thing, right? Mm-hmm. So like, even if somebody like say somebody. uh uh, oh, what's the way? I don't know. Somebody voted for Obama, and I'm picking on Obama because I don't want to get on a, on, a, on any kind of a Trump sidetrack. <laughs> but like, say somebody for Obama or Clinton or whoever the hell, and then maybe that person starts doing uh, a, a shitty-ish job, right? Mm-hmm. That person has a might have trouble because they voted for the guy, so they actually it's like an ego protection thing mm-hmm. to defend that person and to, and to think that all the things yeah. they do. And so that's that's I think what happens is people don't want their opinions to be they don't want their bubble poked because they they can't admit you know what maybe i shouldn't ought to vote for that guy or maybe maybe uh you know i maybe i'm not going to vote for him on the second term you know like i i didn't vote for obama the second time i voted for him the first i told you i'm a liberal i voted for him the first time didn't vote for him the second time yeah. I mean, you know what there were a few things about him like yeah. but so i i think that more people need to be open to that you know what it is it's it's basically as kids what do you think of it? you know you're either a playstation guy or an xbox guy yeah. and you know what if you're on playstation <laughs> oh, dude that that fight still goes guys. on with adults right. and then right all now. you do is you uh, just yeah. you just grow up and the xbox and ps4 becomes your political yeah. and then you can side. vote yeah. Yeah. yeah then all of a sudden it's like yeah. you know yeah but seriously thing. though playstation is garbage no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> out get yeah, out easy <laughs> i'm joking i'm joking yeah no it's, see, it's that's the worst podcast ever that's what that's so great about this stuff and it's so again the initial thought of trying to start the citizens together thing was exactly for this because we don't know just because whoever voted whatever, blah, 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 or where we think that someone stands, like might have thought that you were a liberal, might have known for sure, you mm-hmm. might know the other way. Like 
I'm not fully one way. You're not fully one way. We agree that's on shit. Okay. We're you know what? human. We talk things that's out. That's a like, beautiful point because I, until so he awesome. said, I had no idea if he was conservative or liberal. I, I figured, okay, he grew up in the church. His parents probably a little conservative maybe. But then, you know, typically when you go to college and you start doing all that stuff, you're going to, you know, you start studying. You're probably going to start leaning more liberal. So I kind of had ideas, but I had no, I had no idea, you know, what you were. And I think that's a testament to the fact of the power of it, the, the words that you were speaking. It was they were they weren't they weren't talking points, you know. They right. it, and and I think that's important when you, you can only get that over face to face. Right, and that's mm-hmm. what. So you're moving the phone or the laptop or whatever that, that safeguard is that's there. That's yeah. what the whole yeah. the American honesty sit down and talk about is good for. And and the fact that you were the guest that was coming on before we even really had a topic. When you said religion, it's it's amazing that it worked out that way. Everything happens for a reason, right? You know, like, I'm Proof. reading. Just, I'm, that's right. it. End of debate. I Proof feel right that there, way right? just yeah. because of my experiences in my life. Do you but, think I'm just going to let that shit go? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Mic drop. Mic drop. Yeah, mic drop. But I'm reading about, uh, in the book I'm reading right now, like, the, there's a chapter where they're talking about tribalism and stuff like that, and it brings up religion all the time, and, which is why yeah. when you said you want to discuss religion, I'm like, fuck, I'm reading about this in this book right now. Mm. It's exactly a perfect topic for all this stuff because tribalism religion community oh, yeah. whatever that all just it, it's all right together you that's know it's, it's almost it's, literally it's, the original tribalism yeah except for yeah. maybe <laughs> geographic location exactly yeah yeah i mean yeah. look at look at what we're discussing right now like this is all right i think we probably need to wrap this up here pretty soon before we do i want to rewind a little bit now okay. ben you had jumped in when andy was talking about how, like who like wrote the bible and why they wrote it and you said i could tell you i want to kind of get into oh, a little sure. bit before we kind of wrap the show up here let's sure. get on the most controversial <laughs> yes thing that we can possibly <laughs> talk about right before we wrap it up let's, yeah let's, let's we're here we'll go okay yeah. so we'll wrap up in about three hours no i'm just kidding um <laughs> so so listen i to the best of my assessment, right, having done the whatever. You don't need to qualify anything, man. Anything you say fair I've enough. heard a million times. Okay, fair <laughs> don't enough. Don't qualify basically, anything. Basically, I, I think when you look at sociology and psychology and anthropology through history, to me, when you look at religion, I already kind of mentioned like the inception of some things, right? So, And what happens is I think then maybe you have differences of those things, and then that's why you kind of have different religions in different areas, right? There's offshoots. We've talked about how that happens. In terms of who wrote the Bible and why they wrote it, I mean, the reality, like you said, it was written over thousands of years by dozens of people, and most of it was things that were passed down word of mouth, right? And so in, in the in the verbal tradition, I mean, until we really had – you know, and, and even once they had scribes that, I mean, they've uncovered scrolls where scribes were like writing shit in the corners or they were literally getting feedback from a supervisor. Like there's scribes that are translating and this is back before printing presses and they can just like automate shit or whatever that were translating. And then literally like their supervisor and I, it's weird to use those terms for like something that was happening in like, yeah, know, know. whatever the year, like 800 like or 1200 or whatever. Ages. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm imagining like a guy in weird robes walking up and down aisles while people have like papyrus yep. or whatever, <laughs> but they would literally write in like criticisms of their translation and things like that. So this is the, that basically I, to me, the, I think a lot of it comes from the human need for explanation. And I think a lot of it comes from also what they're entrenched in. They were born being, you know, and so they have that preconceived thing. But also I think there's a lot of social power that goes into it, hence the rise of the Catholic Church as an infrastructure. And we talked earlier, like religion being akin to government, essentially, like literally like like blasphemy was punishable yep. by law, you know, or, or, you know, extramarital affairs are punishable by law and things like that, like that are religious tenets that in an advanced society like we have now, 
we and I don't think we're totally there, but that's another story. But like they we weed those things out because we realize, wait, that's an individual religious mm-hmm. internal thing. That's not a a punishable by the law government thing. Uh, so just and so in terms of like why they wrote it and uh, to me that that's why it was written and it wasn't it. I know you, you mentioned earlier, and I'm not picking on you, but no, like, man, come on, man, that's why you're here, it, right? So like, <laughs> that's why I'm here. You mentioned you're like, what's well, not just like some guys who just want to like put this together and control the mm-hmm. universe, like, but because I think that's kind of oversimplifying it, yeah. because I do think that the reality is it happened over thousands of mm-hmm. years, so it evolved. Yeah. So then you get infrastructure in place. There's power in place. Yeah. They get people to do their bidding to mm-hmm. a degree, you know, and so, um, and and so they they and they are are and they're influencing. Mm-hmm. I'm picking my terms carefully. They're they're influencing those people's beliefs and opinions, and and forcing them. I yeah. mean, you know, I mean, and there's even over time. There's uh, why do we think uh, a whole large segment of the black community are Christians mm. in America? Slavery. Well, it's because they were forced to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, they, and so a, a lot of and that may or may not be a controversial, but it's pretty no, well I mean, objectively sl- true. Same thing. Is, everything yeah. we same thing with, with well, yeah, but with with, with, with like with Catholicism, like the Inquisition, like that, like that. That's why a lot of Hispanic. People are yeah. Catholic, right? Oh, so yeah, that's but it was because by the end of a sword. So mm-hmm. that's where and and so in terms of writing the Bible, I think too that that's why I do another reason why I question the divinity mm-hmm. of it because because they can have one word yeah in Latin that has different meaning oh, yeah. and then it gets translated to Hebrew and it gets yeah, translated and so it gets lost in the sauce mm-hmm. like the actual original meaning of it and it's hard to determine and that's why there's all these offshoots yeah. That, and that's, to me, that's not like a smoking gun. Gotcha, Christians, take that. But it's like it's just another thing to add on to the pile of evidence to me. Yeah. That's like why I can't bring myself to to have to to make the leap of faith. Well, no, I, it's, and that's that's actually why there's a larger movement now among like you know the people that are actually following their beliefs of you know the studying of the ancient you know the original ancient Greek and the Hebrew and stuff like that. So going back to the roots, yeah, kind of exactly. You know, to 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 learn about that stuff because like now we have the technology. It's like. You, you, you kind of have to do it yeah. you know you, you you have to you have to investigate and do your own you know and do your own thing um but yeah everything you know yeah absolutely everything you said was correct none of it none of it can be disputed or debated um there's there are contradict there are written contradictions in the Bible when yeah. read literally absolutely yeah. I'm so glad you said that yeah and of course and, and I think any if you're a Christian and you can't acknowledge that there are contradictions in the Bible if you if you read statements the way they're written, then you're just choosing to sweep stuff under the rug. You you either have to be able to do enough research to reconcile it, or you have to be able to say, there is a contradiction here. I don't understand why it's in there. I don't know. I can try to take someone's word for it who's done more research than me, or I can say, ultimately, does this influence my relationship with God? If it does, if it's something like, I can't get past this, and I can't find an answer, then you got to, pretty much, you're, you're, you're praying. And you're praying. If you don't get the answer yeah. you want, then... I, you know, it's one of those things, man. It's I, I wish I had something better to, you know, kind of say, but a lot of it just, um, you know, like like kind of you said before, the burden, you know, having, you know, coming at somebody else with a burden of proof is one thing. Dealing with the burden of proof with myself every single day, you know, it's that's it's an everyday thing. It's, it's an everyday. It's an every 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 shower I think I take at least two or three minutes is spent on uh, asking the Lord ridiculous unanswered questions. I'm glad you, you know? just said that. Cause I was actually, I, it just crossed my mind. Yeah. Cause I mentioned earlier, like the, the untenable position of being, having the burden of proof mm-hmm. on yourself and interacting with another person. Yeah. Uh, I, it, I hadn't really thought of it conceptually in terms of the burden of proof with yourself too. Cause if, wrestling if, with your own doubts. If you find, if you, if you assume, if you think of yourself as an intelligent person, 
and you're not constantly, if you're not always questioning and battling with your own faith, then you're way too comfortable in that faith. And I'd question whether I'd question how strong it really is. I mean, I, I'm in constant war with myself. It leads to a lot of depression, leads to a lot of anxieties about, you know, yeah, I'm not, I, I might not be thinking about the unforgivable sin, but I'm thinking about, uh, you know, am I, especially with kids, like, am I, am I prepared? Am I going to be judged on how my kids, what, you know, on what my kids go out and do, you know, so many mm-hmm. things about, and it's, it's not a, it's not an enviable lifestyle. There is a yeah. joy there. There is a hope, but there is also, you know, it's, it's a, it's a struggle because look, I know like I, I'm a science nut. I love quantum mechanics. I freaking, I, I love, uh, you know, astronomy and stuff like that. I love it all. And I, I try, I look for every possible way that I can match science. I am not a new earther. I'm mm-hmm. an old earther. I believe in the age of the universe. I try to concur with science on as much as I can. that doesn't contradict with the Bible. Um, you know, but at the end of the day, there are things that, you know, like you said, some Christians think the big bang or God started the big bang. There's part of me that believes some of that, you know, um, now, is that to say that he couldn't have created it in six 24-hour time spans? No, I guess not, but he could have created it with age. I suppose he could have, but why not Why not say that, hey, our scientists are scientists, you know, if I'm going to believe that in divine intervention, then I have to believe that these scientists are making these discoveries for a reason, and, you know, why, why, why do I have to make a leap of faith when there's evidence here that doesn't contradict? And some people just, they make these leaps of faith to get it to fit, you know, to what they learned when they were, you know, in sixth grade and they, yeah. they won't listen. And like, you know, I've got smart guys that are, that think the earth is 6,000 years old and they, and mm. they'll do, and they won't, they'll do, all they have to do is just say, well, it was created with age. And what am I supposed to, you know, how, how are we supposed to talk about that? Well, that's again, what you think, it's, it's yeah. that's what they choose to believe and you're not going to change that Yeah. Mind. And to me, it's like, it's like, ultimately, does it, does it matter, you know, if, if that's what you think, some people will say, yes, it does. Either you take the Bible word for word, literally, or else you're not safe. I don't well, I think you have to be careful with that yeah. because oh, I was. was you got to be careful in the sense you need to avoid that type okay, of thing. No true Scotsman thing. It was a couple of years ago. I was taking a class at a local church about like the origins of the Bible. And they gave us these like little booklets and stuff to read. And I was like, I'm not reading that shit. What am I going to do? I'm going mm-hmm. to go on to YouTube and watch some documentaries. I found a bunch of different things like from both like, you know, believer side and non-believer side. I remember one of the. Uh, videos that I was watching. It was like, you know, probably like a couple hours long or whatever it was. And it was uh, Michael Shermer, the famous skeptic, right? He had mm-hmm. talked about how he believes that there's lots of great things you can learn from religion, especially like the Bible and the teachings and those kind of things. Again, I think we've talked about a lot mm-hmm. of those today. There's lots of great things that can come from that. Sure. It's like, but you have to be careful to not take this word for word. It's like these are all translated. There's other problems with that. You got to be careful unless you like Andrew was saying, like digging back into the actual origins of it, the Greek words and how it was written. And, and, and he brought up this great point. He's like, I believe that this is a book of stories of moral homilies Mm -hmm. of how you should live your life, how to be a good person, how to love everyone like Jesus talked about and all these kind of things. And like, and to me personally, that's what I believe religion should be. Unfortunately, I don't, think that it is and that's just my experience mostly because people are involved it's the people that are the damn problem in in my experience most of the time with people that i don't know personally that i will debate that i not anymore but used to like would bring up religion you know it would a lot of times they'd give bring out the classic you know like do you eat well do you eat shellfish because that's in the bible you shouldn't eat selfish so i need to be able i need to be able to have a prepared answer for Mm -hmm. why i eat selfish and still saved and you know long story short it has to do with you know the old the old law of judaism and christ coming fulfilling the old law and stuff like this bunch of stuff that nobody who's not saved would care about okay but i need to at least have to be prepared if i'm not even if i'm not going to tell this guy you know on facebook why his shellfish argument is stupid i at least need to be able to tell myself well 
should I not be eating shellfish? I mean, is, is he right? Like, am I committing a, a, a sin? I need yeah. to be able to know basically why I'm allowed to eat shellfish. And if I just say, well, fuck it, I'm going to eat it because I want to, then I'm a shitty, then I'm a shitty believer. You know, if that's my, if that's my outlook was, well, I don't understand something, but I feel like it, then I need to keep my opinions to myself. That's what, that's what we're here for. Yeah. yeah. We're figuring that out. Yeah. So. I'll tell you what, when we wrap things up for today, this was a lot of fun. Ben, thank yeah. you so much for coming mm-hmm. back thanks on. Thanks for having me. And as always, you know, thanks thanks for you two for coming back on the show. Yeah. And I think we'll definitely have you back on again if you want to come back on. I think there's sure. lots of different things we could talk about. Yeah, I'd enjoy that. You Absolutely. asked me before if you thought that you'd be impressionable or something enough to come back. Oh, I, I, I said if, if indeed I am enough. interesting enough yeah, interesting to, enough. to be invited back or something like that. I, I don't think it's so much about being interesting. It's just I mean, you have a differing opinion, which leads to some great conversations. Yeah. I, mean, I had a great time. Hopefully, you guys did do it. Yeah, totally. Hopefully, yeah, it was uh, good for our listeners. But yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so I would say people out there, go out there, have some of these fun conversations with your friends and family, and realize you don't need to change your mind. You don't have to believe what they believe, but go out there and just challenge your own Be beliefs. Be open to maybe. it. Exactly. Yeah. And just have these fun conversations. Like, that's what we're supposed to do in this world, I believe. Because mm-hmm. who knows what's coming next? I sure as shit don't know. <laughs> nope. Did all that. I can tell you. Let me tell you here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Well, that was shit. Cool. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, that wraps up another great episode. That was a lot of fun. I hope that you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. My face actually hurts from smiling so much. That was that was great. That was exactly what I was hoping we were going to get out of uh, the special segment like this. Is good conversations where we go back and forth. You know, we're not trying to change anybody else's mind. We're just having the conversation, putting what we believe out there, and hopefully challenging our own beliefs so we can push forward in our lives and hopefully get a better thought of what it is that we actually do believe. So Ben is an absolute natural. He was a great guest. We are definitely going to have him back on the show to talk about some more fun things as I think that he really riffed well with everyone and had some great differing of opinions. It was definitely a lot of fun having him on the show. As always, thank you so much for listening. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the support and seeing the downloads and everything. It's super exciting for me. But please, 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 let's go out to Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. Let's leave the show some five-star reviews so we can get it out there to some new people. And also, share it out there with your friends and on your social media and tell people at work and all that kind of stuff. And if you're enjoying the show, let's get it out there for some new people to listen to as well. But that's all we have for today. So we will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.